podcast number 59. I'm your host, Richmond Lee, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Adam. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Adam, Adrian Mattis. Please be here once again. You already know who it is. It's your favorite game, level designer, pixel artist, and international taekwondo fighter. Let's hop right into this because this one's going to be a banger, so let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get right into it. Okay, so today's topic is our all-time favorite game trailers. So, you know, yeah, typically woo. we uh, we always talk about games, the artistry of games, get into the history, you know, the, the mechanics. Uh, today, uh, we're going to focus on trailers, you know, the things that get you really hyped for the game before it even comes out. Um, it's a really, really crucial part of the whole video game experience, right? Like if you're a fan, mm-hmm. you know, you, it, it, it's what gives you a taste of the game before you can get your hands on it. And it's, um, yeah, so today we're going to talk about the ones that really stuck with us through the years you know the ones that got us either you know super hyped for the games or even maybe ones that stood alone as their own works of art right so Mm -hmm. let's get right right into it okay so um i'm I'm gonna start things off today uh first i'm gonna um copy this link send it over to you uh adam let's go all right all right all right you see it you see it I do, I do. Let's go. Oh, wow. Okay, this is a great okay, choice. Okay, this is an oldie but a goodie. All right, so yes. uh, my one of my all-time favorite trailers is the uh, very first trailer for uh, Silent Hill. So the original Silent Hill. Um, the, the game was announced, uh, or at least the trailer debuted at uh, E3 uh, all the way back in 1998. And um, it's kind of hard to imagine a time before silent hill right especially if you love horror games uh but um you know uh, imagine once upon a time it's it's the late 90s and uh the survival horror genre is really just in its infancy right of course uh, resident evil uh, is a big hit i think by then part two was already out uh before that you know games like alone in the dark had uh, sowed the seeds uh, you, you had like the clock tower on the super famicom uh, but really, um, horror games as we know them now were not like a super established genre. You know, like, I mean, talking about 1998, there were still a lot of people who thought games were only for kids. So, of course. Yeah. So, like, Silent Hill, I mean, it was a big deal. And uh, I, I, I thought even before the game came out, um, when I saw this trailer, I it struck me as something very, very special. So, um Adam, let's let's on the count of three hit play and we'll 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 slowly Absolutely. we'll watch it together. Okay. One, let's go. I'm, I'm two, three. Mm-hmm. All right. So the trailer straight away, like it starts off a very mundane scene, like a car driving along the highway, right? There's no music, it's perfectly calm. It's already for the time super unusual. And then yeah, this guitar music starts up and it asks like what happened in Silent Hill there's like a house there's like a montage of stuff it's right away um, if you're watching this today it, the trailer uh, it, it's it's hard to convey like how different this was at the time because um, like, you know, survival horror wasn't an established genre and then just the tone of this trailer back then was very special like just the fact that it used like this rock music like this kind of alternative rock like kind of uh meandering guitar and um it didn't necessarily tell you a lot about the game directly like it didn't tell you the story 
it didn't tell you the mechanics instead it gave you the feeling of the game and the feeling was very special like it it just felt very mature i i, I feel like it still has this sort of like adult feeling to it still um if you're, if you're watching it now like i don't know maybe the cg might look dated to you but like at the time it was amazing i i still think it looks great um yeah yeah and it's uh it does such a good job of just setting the tone like it, it's uh it, it 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 was just it was such an unusual game because it's it's not like flat out like fantasy right it's not like flat out mm -hmm. you know sci-fi action horror um instead you, you you get shown all this stuff and there's just like this mounting feeling of uneasiness and then the uh, imagery gets you know more and more creepy absolutely yeah but, absolutely. but that's one thing which i wanted to mention just yeah, briefly yeah. actually it's like uh the non-sequential nature of all of the imagery shown it's the fact that like it really does take you on this very odd journey in that like you're seeing so many random bits and pieces but like they're all tying into each other slowly right like you're seeing more and more people for example uh, the um the flashes of each character and like you get you get to see a little bit of like who and what it is that they are just by their facial expressions which was a huge like deal at the time as well the fact that you know like there was such interesting and like uh expressive facial animation there and it just ties into this sort of like really beautiful you know as it says here like silent hill will turn into hell type of a thing and then at the very end of it there's this big scary like monster but like it, it just it just sets this tone where it's like very very chilled out very relaxed but very like horrific at the same time it's, it's really interesting yeah i like it yeah yeah and um uh, one one thing i want to emphasize is um at the time okay so the trailer is a mixture of pre-rendered cutscenes and real-time footage so uh you know uh, the cd format was still uh fairly new at the time right it wasn't super the ps1 era uh, that was the first time that a cd-rom based uh, system really caught on uh, there was the 3do before that there was the sega cd the the pc engine uh cd uh, uh you know but but ps1 was really when uh the disc format caught on and that allowed for cutscenes and so you started to see a lot more games with more cutscenes and um silent hill was like above and beyond because um even in the late 90s like cg was still relatively primitive like if you compare the cutscenes in silent hill to uh toy story or uh which had just come out right toy story was the most advanced uh hollywood uh cg movie right it, it established yep. that oh man like wow this is amazing you know uh it was an exciting new format um and you know that movie probably that mm -hmm. cost like probably it, over a hundred million it, it, dollars it, it was yeah they said he, I, they said here i just like saw like the budget for it there like it's it was a 30 million budget Oh, okay. but, but 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 at the time that's like quite a lot of like money in like the 90s still like it's, oh, it's yeah. a lot of money anyway but yeah definitely definitely like big adjustment there but in terms of the box office it did it got back like 373 million dollars which is oh, like yeah. crazy to think about yeah but yeah like that type of um that type of animation like at that time was definitely the like, cutting edge yeah. for sure yeah. yeah so so toy story was the absolute cutting edge but if you if you look at how the humans looked in toy story um because you know they 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 Toy Story was about toys because that was about as they figured that is what CG could represent at the time. Uh, CG was not so advanced that you know you you could do a whole movie with 
with people, right? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you could do, uh, I mean, like like Jurassic Park several years before had had amazing CG, but it, actually most of the things that people thought were was CG in that movie, a lot of it was actually a, a practical effects. Um, but you know, like they put a ton, a ton, ton, tons of effort into the brief CG shots. So mm -hmm. um, just frame of reference, Toy Story was the absolute cutting edge, uh, made by uh, Disney. You know, experimenting with this new medium, uh, some of the most experienced CG artists in the world. They'd been doing it since like the '80s, some of them. And then you have Silent Hill, coming out of nowhere, uh, with CG scenes literally by one person, <laughs> like literally one guy named uh, Takayoshi Sato. Um, he was uh, the CG expert at Konami, but interestingly, uh, he actually had a fine arts background, which I think made a huge difference because um, he wasn't a VFX guy. He wasn't an animation guy. He wasn't a computer guy. He was a fine arts guy. He was into painting. He was into conceptual art. And um, he had an incredibly good sense for uh, the human figure and especially the face, just the sensitivity that he brought to modeling and rigging and animating the faces was unparalleled. I, I would say it, they still look awesome today. Uh, you, you could criticize sort of the full body movements. Like he wasn't a classically trained animator, but like this was one dude uh, sleeping under his desk for a year because um, I, I, long story short, I, I, I won't get too deep into it, but basically uh, he was the best CG guy at the company and he knew it, but he felt kind of held back because he had to answer to uh, people above him. So um, I'm, I'm vastly simplifying the story, but basically at some point they were like, okay, if you're so, okay, Hotshot, like, why don't you just do it yourself? And he was like, yes, yep. I will. I will do it myself. <laughs> and then yeah, he created right. the best CG humans anyone had ever seen in the world at that time. So that was just mind blowing. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah. Sarah, one I thing that I liked about this trailer, oh no, <laughs> sorry, you got it. Well, say one thing that I like about this trailer is the fact that like it very slowly sort of like intercuts the story of someone. Oh well, I'll, I'll say someone for the sake of like non-spoilers, I suppose. But if you haven't seen it, or if you've not played the game yet, or looked into it, definitely look into Silent Hill One. It's really cool. I watched my friends play it. It's a beautiful game. But do you see someone? Um, the the tale of someone like falling off of a bike that they're riding. But like it's intercut with different areas of gameplay and different other cutscenes. But you see different bits and pieces of like that process, right? And it's kind of played almost like well, it's played like in reverse. It's like you see a bike. And then you see a bike rolling, and then you see that someone was riding it. And then you see that near the very end of the trailer, that someone that was riding it actually collided with somebody. And then they're kind of coming at the camera in a sense. And then as the brightness of the light is flashing towards, you know, the screen, it's just like you see this intercut like version of like uh this this this, this woman who's um you know ac actively trying to cross like this road, and then she's about to get hit by this vehicle. And like it's really really interesting the way in which it like works because like the shots here they're so cinematic. Like they're mm. so well placed. It feels like it's from like a like a proper big budget like movie, you know? Like it's not like not as if it's just gonna be some kind of like oh this is like just for like a game trailer. Because back then I'm sure lots of people wouldn't have thought that they would have been trying to put as much effort into this as they would have. But yeah, like it's really really cool to see. I, I just love the framing, the shot selection. It's really nice. Yeah, and just again to put it in proper context, um, this was right after uh, Metal Gear, I think. So I think Metal Gear mm. uh, would have come out around this time. And I uh, and before Metal Gear, you know, there there was stuff like Final Fantasy VII, Abe's Odyssey, yes. which uh, had amazing, beautiful CG. 
Um, and you know, they really pushed the envelope for like really fantastical imagery. Uh, and then Metal Gear sort of like was like, okay, we're, we're actually going to do everything real time and we're still going to have this super cinematic uh, feeling, you know, like this action, political, military, blockbuster thriller, uh, much weirder than any Hollywood movie, but still it, it felt, it had that, um, I don't know, that, that prestige <laughs> feeling to it. Also one of the first games to have like a super excellent uh, English language uh, localization. Yes. Yeah. And then um, Silent Hill was like, at at least to me at the time, it seemed like uh, this amazing follow-up to Metal Gear going in a different direction. Instead of going for a blockbuster, it was clearly like this this more intellectual, psychological thriller. Like even from this trailer, you could tell like, oh, this is different. Like this is not, um, you know, jump scares and like just monsters. This is psychological horror. Even like you said, the, the, the imagery of... Um, just a, 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 a motor vehicle accident. That's that's something horrifying on a very understandable, relatable level, right? Intercutting mm -hmm. that with all the other like more um, surreal imagery. Just a really cool. Absolutely. Part. Yeah. And yeah, I I really enjoy the music too. The sound, like the actual like uh, music that's like playing underneath, is just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Really well done. Yeah, I I assume Akira Yamaoka. Uh, yeah, composed I'm sure. It. Um, I mm -hmm. don't think this track was used in the final game because it, it's it's really interesting if if you're a fan of the game and if you've played the final game just to look at the small differences between this first trailer and the final game like uh, like like the the soundtrack uh, the 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 initial song here is a bit twangier more more of like a kind of bluesy uh, you know uh, still a bit of that like grungy uh, '90s feeling but. Um, more twangy and then the final game really leaned into like the uh, alternative rock uh sound which which it did so well which um yeah gosh yeah yeah i, I, I love this trailer it was it was a big deal it it, it felt I like uh, yeah it, it was just like um like a lot of times when people say like oh you know video games have grown up or something like it, it it's a little bit um almost uh uh belittling whereas here it was like mm -hmm. wow like this is like you know it's making me feel things it's kind of evoking yeah. aesthetics that you don't typically see um from a game and then i would go as far as to say like it seemed more interesting in a lot of ways than a lot of live action movies too because like mm -hmm. um like it, it uh, this game was hugely influenced by like uh, uh jacob's ladder which is uh, before I ever played Silent Hill, that was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I, I saw it when I was way too young, caught it on TV, and it just scared the pants off of me. I thought it was terrifying, so scary, but it was so compelling. And I got a similar feeling from this. I was like, even as a kid, I was like, oh man, like that was scary as hell, but I, I it was compelling. And then I got that same feeling from this game too, and um, even even from the trailer, like. And then in the final game, definitely, 100%, very, very much inspired by uh, uh, Jacob's Ladder, uh, awesome Adrian Lyne movie. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just, great trailer. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm really glad that you picked this, actually. I'm really, really glad. It's like, it's one of these things which, I don't know, it, it just reminds us of, of how far we've come, in a sense, but also at the same time, at the same time, it just sort of shows to, it goes to show that, like, no matter what it is that people have, there'll always be, um, 
no, no matter what what uh, types of technology people have out there, there'll always be people trying to push, and there'll always be people trying to have fun with what it is that they've got. So, for example, you could tell that they were actively, like, you know, enjoying themselves. Like, there's so many different types of shot in here. I just wanted to mention two things before we move on, but. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very start, they've got like you know the reflection of the water across the the, the reflection of the house across the water. Like yeah. that is something which again, like I'm sure at the time it would have been like blowing people's like minds, blowing people's pants off. But like that's something just them kind of you know flexing a little bit, going like yeah, we can actually do this. Like check this out. Like look what we've got here. Like the way it's framed, the way that the house is even obviously you know in that three quarter angle, it, it sort of points. It, it provides like you know leading lines for the eye. So like you're looking at the house in a certain type of a way, and the backdrop leads perfectly across with the trees, and like it just just draws your eyes to so many different parts of this house in such a beautiful way. I really like it. And then on top of that as well, they were having fun with um, first-person views as well. So they had the first-person camera, sort of like, you know, of um, like Jay, uh, of of the character James just like walking up, and then like it's crazy just because like you get to see from like his perspective, and it's like you see this gurney with like a bloody like body on it, but then mm. the body's covered in a white top and the blood seeping through, and it's like that's so cool. Do you know, it's just like really really nice to see the utilization of like different yeah. active like shots in there and just the ways that they weave it in. It's just yeah. it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point out the the gurney shot is is real time. You know, it's it's not pre-rendered. Mm. It it uh we we they I mean the PS1 is not it's not a powerful system. Like like mobile phones from 10 years ago are way more powerful than the PS1 and yet um they had such good art direction on this game that the real time low poly low res scenes still look great they're still like super they look great yeah and 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 yeah that gurney is definitely an homage to the uh, infamous gurney scene from uh, jacob's ladder which i I won't spoil like please if you want to see a really really good uh uh, really really creepy uh disturbing um but but you know like very meaningful uh movie i'd uh, super duper recommend jacob's ladder hundred percent. It's one of those. It's one of those things. It's like I, I, I just love film references, like in games. There's references to anything, like little Easter eggs are always great. But yeah, yeah, when they fit, when they fit in like so well thematically, it's just it's wonderful to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to point out uh, just two more things. One, one bit of interesting trivia mm-hmm. is um, you do see some enemies in this trailer that did not uh, make their way into the final game. Um, so you'll see in the trailer uh uh the main character actually gets um attacked by these little like fleshy babies they look like little creepy oh like, yeah babies. Mm, babies yeah 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 and um which again at the time like there you didn't see stuff like that in video games very often like I, I, there were a couple hand, small handful of the games that had that kind of imagery but that that was especially creepy back then but um in the trailer you can see them like you know shooting and they're you know the bullets going into them and they're still coming at them but in in the final game um i i, I guess this is a minor spoiler if you haven't played it uh, if you want to <laughs> go in fresh you can jump ahead but in the final game uh, they very i thought very wisely uh took those little enemies and they turned them into more like npcs so instead of like fleshy uh corporeal you know little uh goblin enemies they're tiny little ghosts and they're mm-hmm. like slightly translucent and you, they they can't harm you and you can't harm them and i actually remember mm-hmm. the first time i played that game the little just seeing the little thing waddle towards me i was so terrified and i i, I pulled out my uh my 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 wooden plank because you know you don't in the game you just you're armed with like whatever you can find 
and I was just like swinging away at this thing for like probably a good minute before I realized like oh wait a minute like I'm just passing right through it but also like it's not harming me either and then I I, I came to a weird piece with it. I was like, oh, okay. Like, these little things can't hurt me. And they're they're kind of cute. <laughs> they're creepy, but... <laughs> I don't know. That was just such a, like, a special moment. And I just... Gosh. I, I love this game. We, we definitely should do a, a whole podcast on this in, this, in, in, in the future. Oh, that'd be very yeah. cool. I'd be into yeah. that. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be into that for sure. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, do you know what's funny now? Like, you've got me thinking about so many different, like, ones that are similar to, like, that. Like so many different like scary game trailers. I have a couple, but all it's right. like kind of nicely leading to my choice actually in a sense. But I have um all right, so there's one video and it's kind of like I wanna show one like teaser and then there's a okay. couple other that are linked towards it. So yeah, this will yeah. make a bit more sense, but let's, sure, let's I'm gonna just drop it. them in now. So what am I talking about? What has Adam picked? Adam has picked Alice the Madness Returns. Mm. This is one of my. This is what this uh, series of trailers is one of my favorites, and I'm really, really pleased to be able to like showcase it and share it out today. It's always going to be fun to talk about the series because it's very near and dear to my heart. I've just always really enjoyed the um, American McGee's Alice like set of storylines and the characters within it. I really enjoy Cheshire Cat, especially being from actual real life Cheshire myself. It's very, very cool. Yeah, it's where I live in Cheshire, but oh. it's actually quite nice. Be able to, yeah, 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 real, real life things, real life things. But yeah, it, it's nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. So where I, where I'm from in Sale, Sale is like in Cheshire, like Cheshire slash Greater Manchester. But yeah, like oh, okay. it's a it's cool. Mm-hmm. So Ch- Cheshire yeah. is in okay. Man- Manchester. Yeah. So basically, okay. So how am I going to explain this <laughs> to all of the people? Out <laughs> I'm, here, I'm right? totally so, ignorant to the uh, the topography, the the organization. No, no, it's UK. cool. It's cool. Okay, so Cheshire is a county in northwest England. So basically, there's a bunch of like villages like around here. But yeah, like links like it kind of, it's kind of like neighboring like Manchester and Liverpool. But like where it is that I am, like with regards to like that specific place, you can get to it pretty quickly and easily if you're going like through this like area specifically. But in England, we have a bunch of counties, and yeah, there's just a bunch of different um. Well, no, there's a bunch of different ones, but yeah, obviously the Cheshire Cat is named after one of those, which is where it is that I'm around so yeah it's cool it's it's a a cool area it's a nice place nice place but 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 leading back to this though leading back to this i'm going to send in the video here wait i send it yet no i sent the other one here so we're going to check out the first one and then we're going to check out the second one so this first video just to open that form if you can it's like 30 seconds long alice madness returns teaser yeah the what is like yeah it's the igm one so we're going to watch this so to give a little bit of a a little bit of a through line for the people who don't uh for the people who don't uh know um alice madness returns it is um a psychological like uh, horror hack and slash uh, game series. It's developed uh, by it, w- it was developed by the indie studio Spicy Horse, and it got released back in uh, June of 2011. So June 14th, 2011. So we're talking a plus uh, 10 years old game here, but it was awesome. It came out on the PS3, Xbox 360, and on a Windows 2. And I happened to get the PC version of the game, which was awesome. And I've had a beautiful time playing it. Spicy Horse really, as we say, they they put the whole arm in the fridge on this one. They really went off. <laughs> they did a they did a brilliant job. Like they went crazy on it. Like everything from key art, concept art, shout out to a friend of mine, Ben Kerslake, who worked on this game. He was an artist, shout out to him. But also just like a bunch of different people who really you can tell that they really cared about the IP itself. And on top of that, just the amount of um 
the amount of oh like there's a, there's like a there's like a flair to it that's, that's what i'm looking for there's a flair there's a there's a playful but very but at the same time very deadly sort of like aura that the, that the game has that it exudes like even for example in the in the key art utilized for the um for the cover for example this is the pc version that i'm just putting in here but mm -hmm. i have this actual box but um it just shows you like exactly what the game is just on the cover which sounds simple but can actually be very very hard to do like to so specifically you know you, you you've got alice in the middle framed by a keyhole you know and in essence like you're sort of looking through this keyhole at alice but what's behind her the world of like you know the wonderland but like it's not just that though it's like you're looking into who it is that she is you're looking into her mind and also on top of that as well like the sort of ironclad nature of the keyhole itself is talking about how it is that she's kind of like been like locked down in a sense in the game she's in an asylum at the start and in in terms of i'm not going to do a bunch of spoilers but like i'll say that like she's she's under lock and key so to speak and that is very specifically you know mentioned in this active in, in this actual uh piece of key art for the box art but yeah it's a it's really really good and i just really really love the love this teaser trailer so let's check out this first one let's just uh, let's just watch this real quick i'm gonna count to three right, so uh one two Three, play. Cool. Yeah, this one's awesome. I love the music in the back too. Three, two, one. Alice, tell me of your wonderland. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very, very short, very sweet, very to the point. So I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get the audio in there, but it was really, really cool watching that for the first time. Uh, basically, we go, we've got a, a long shot pulling out and there's a, there is a very, very uh, sullen, I will say, voice um, counting down from three to one as um, as a key sways to the right and to the left. Of, of, it comes from out of frame, goes into frame, goes back out of frame. Think of like a pendulum. So a key acting as a pendulum counting down from three to one with this scary, creepy voice. And yeah, you are sort of slowly but surely sort of like pulling in. And then you see this woman who sat down on this chair on the sofa, but behind her, is this incredibly macabre, like gaudy looking like set. And she is just so sad looking. She has, she, she's very um, like penitent almost. Like she has both her hands together. She's looking down. She's very pale. She looks like she hasn't been eating very much even. And like just the fact that like the spotlight kind of the way it's on her and the way that even just behind her, there's like a faint dim lamp. And then that lamp, it just gives this beautiful sort of like one, two punch of a composition. Just the fact that like the light coming from behind her slowly kind of like illuminates everything just at the back. But there's also a spotlight just right above her but it, there's just enough light and just enough darkness in between both to make sure that she's well framed enough to look like a to look like the main you know character of the of the whole teaser but at the same time you can actively see what's you know going on behind her but it's framed so nicely because like they utilize like you know act actual uh real real life uh, body parts and, like, and hands and stuff like in this so for example you can see arms and hands and different uh it's think of like think of like a like a like a potion shop from an rpg for example or like a like a witch doctor's um like laboratory thinks of something like that mixed with like an abattoir kind of well, that's where that's where it is that she is like as you're going past these uh these hands that are sort of like draped uh, to the front of the of the camera and of the screen you see that you get closer and closer to her face and then <laughs> very very strangely like she ends up opening her mouth 
and then it's just absolutely ridiculous just even trying to describe this because he's asked the question like alice what have you done and then like as she kind of looks up and looks forward she opens her mouth and then not only does she like open this like sort of like broken toothed uh bro- broken toothed uh, smile but like blood starts to trickle out and pour from her face and because of how pale and like light her skin is it's also just very um it's very startling just how like dark and like red the blood is like it's not the kind of um I've seen this before in like different injuries or just in life. Like it, sometimes when you cut, when when something gets cut, or when you get a cut, like the blood, depending on kind of like where it comes from in the body, it's kind of like it's it's how like dark it can be, right? So like internal blood is like it's very very dark. It's like a dark like mahogany like dark deep deep red kind of a color. Mm. But if you if you if you prick your you prick your finger, like that blood's kind of like it's like it's like a brighter red. It's like light, for example. Yeah. You're not gonna. You know what I mean? I'm sure you will scrape your knee and like you won't see like the darkest of blood just oozing out of your body. Like that's like internal organ blood. So it's like it's crazy just to like see so much of like that dark, deep red oh, blood. Yeah. It's so like crystal like in nature, sort of like pouring out of her mouth. And then like as she's doing that, like her teeth they start to like fall like down from the roof of her mouth, like from her gums, like out of her mouth. They just fall. And then like, they start to pour out of her mouth with this blood. And then you end up going kind of like into her mouth. And then it sort of just has this really strange, like beautifully recorded um, violin. That's so melancholic and sad and like, just very, very emotionally heavy. And I think that, in terms of this, it sort of is showing you not only just kind of like what it is that the game's going to be like about, but it's showing you a little bit about like how it is that the audio can make you feel. So what do I mean by that? It's like the game uh, trailer here, this teaser, it's showing you that we're going to be going like inside of Alice. We're going to be going into uh, a, a place that's dark, a place that's bloody, a place that's broken and destroyed, but also at the same time, a place which see she's which she seems to have kind of like be uh, she seems to be used to the idea of like pain and the idea of something so like you know disgusting occurring like she's not scared of what's happening you know like she's not afraid of what's occurring she she almost kind of like it's like a it's like a prank that like you know that like children play you know when they have food in the mouth and you're like hey what's in your mouth and they mm. go like eh, and they show you all like disgusting <laughs> foods in the mouth like like it's, it reminded me like of that it's like she's like you know she's dead like looking at you like dead in the face and then like she opens her mouth and then yeah like the blood just like pours out and she doesn't seem you know actively afraid of what's occurring she's just like yeah i have a bunch of blood in my mouth like my teeth have fallen out i'm not freaking out about this this is kind of regular for me and it's just like wow and as soon as you see that as well you hear this sort of almost like blood um curdling kind of like it's like a scream howl mixed together it's kind of like a a very dissonant chord played on the violin and then there's just this really strange you know howl which you kind of hear and it's this really kind of like shrill sound and then like, as you hear that you, again as you get sort of like closer into it there's a kind of like a breathy uh there's a very breathy um kind of like a gasp of sorts and then as you get closer and closer the teeth really begin to you know fall out of the roof of her mouth and then interestingly interestingly enough as well they have um different kind of like shapes and runes kind of like etched into them i'm not sure if you caught that on the first look but they've got different things etched yeah. in and you like each of these to see that yeah yeah no, exactly 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 I, I watched this a bunch of times as a kid but like yeah like there, there's a bunch of different like uh little runes and shapes that are like on the actual teeth here and yeah those are important in the game but yeah i really enjoy the way that it pulls you kind of like into the world of like of alice and madness returns kind of like through her in a sense because again like that's what you do you know like you you um 
you as a player, you're exploring her mind and the world that exists within her brain. But on top of that, like for this teaser, like you're going, okay, not in her mind, but you're going into her, into her like mouth. And then like from that, you kind of exploring like this, uh, these sets of like emotions that are so sullen and sad, but at the same time, so like dangerous and kind of like, again, a bit playful. Just the fact that, you know, she's not going actively to try and like scare you with anything like spooky or she's not going to boo or it's not like a jump scare. It's just like, it's literally just like her opening her mouth and blood falling out and these awful, beautiful violin chords. But like once you actually hear it all together, it's 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 wonderful. It's one of my favorite teaser trailers for anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, and you, you absolutely nailed it with the uh, description. Yeah, it, I mean, it's only thirty seconds long, but there's like so much, uh, you know, to 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 dive into. Absolutely, absolutely. And also another thing too, well, another couple of things. They have this beautiful, um, this beautiful, beautiful, uh, like, well, what's the word for it? Like, so the, the EA logo, who, uh, who, who was actively, you know, important with respect to making sure that this game would get out. But like, yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> sorry, um, one of the, what are they called again? Like, it's not, okay, so it's not um, a pocket watch, that's it, yeah. So the, the a pocket watch is basically what it is that they turn, like, the EA logo, like, into. So at the end of, like, the uh, trailer itself, like, the Spicy Horse logo rotates, and then, like, the EA logo rotates, and it becomes, like, a small, golden, shiny pocket watch, but it's got this sort of, like, grimy like dingy feel to it and look to it as well and it's just like it perfectly encapsulates you know what the game is about but funnily enough on that as well if you actually look at the pocket watch itself like in within so outside of the ea like logo it's like a mouth of like a cat and it looks like the cheshire cat's wide smile like it's like teeth if you actually like, mm. look there's like there's two eyes and there's a nose above the ea oh, and it's yeah. like on the pocket watch yeah exactly on the pocket watch it's a it's an actual sort of like you know it's a it's a it's a gaping more of a mouth full of like razor sharp thin needle-like teeth that sort of like encroach and sort of almost crush the ea logo but almost just it's like it's about to get eaten and yeah. it's like that's kind of what it is again it's what the game feels like. It's like the game, it, it makes you have to take a second look at things because it's like, it's dangerous. Like you wouldn't think, oh, that's just a, that's just a, a bunch of teeth around them, uh, a bunch of teeth in the mouth around the logo. Like you don't realize that like on the first look, but then again, you look again, it's like, yeah, like that's actually like, dangerous. That could, that could, you know, harm the, the logo, so to speak. So yeah, I really like that. And then the final thing I'll say is the, um, and this really raspy voice that's like, Alice, like, what have you done? Like, kind of thing that's, that's doing that. I really enjoyed that. Just the fact that it brought in this very creepy, raspy, almost like very hoarse and dry sounding, angry sounding kind of voice questioning Alice, asking her what she's done, like, again, as the first person did. So I, I really enjoyed it. It's really, really cool. And this game's... um extremely influential to say the least there's a couple of other like parts of these other like trailers which i could get into but yeah i just want to speak about the first teaser that, that was awesome oh damn yeah 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 i mean it, it is a uh, dense dense with meaning it is uh, very yeah super yeah. cool i forgot that ea uh, published uh, these games uh-huh yeah. yeah yeah i know i know time time flies in a lot of different ways but it's uh, it's one of those things isn't it like you always kind of remember the game but sometimes you forget the publisher but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was um it was, it was really really cool really really cool also also uh another random well no not not random but like seemingly important tangent friend of the show uh ragnaroks has a video out about this game that is that just was released recently it's called um, a journey through alice madness returns and i would highly recommend that people check it out that's a uh, ragnaroks r-a-g-n-a-r 
R-O-X. That's a good friend of the show. He was on a Halloween episode, and he does a killer video diving into both games in this series, and he's just an absolute just genius, in my opinion, in, in terms of trying to dissect and look into horror, so definitely give that a look in. But I'm going to ask Richmond, hey, what did you think of that teaser? Well, what, what really stood out to you? What does it remind you of? Anything else like that? Because you put in some cool stuff here that oh, I'd love sure. to hear you talk about, like, art-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I love the aesthetic of it. It's uh, it it it's aged really well. Uh, it, you know, 2010. This is when uh, CG is as good as it needs to be, right? Like everyone has all the mm-hmm. tools. Um, I I would I would say if this came out today, I it, it would not look like low tech or anything. It, it it's just mm-hmm. uh, got really really nice art direction. Um, everything is the way it it's it, there's a lot of intentionality to it um you know and they're they're in full control of how everything looks and um yeah i just uh i i really like the overall aesthetic of it um it reminds me a lot of uh, one of my favorite painters mark ryden uh he he's one of the notable uh what they called like the lowbrow painting movement uh which i guess really uh at least from my experience, from my limited life experience, uh, I started taking note of that in late 90s, early 2000s. So the lowbrow movement was um, sort of a reaction against this idea that uh, art, sh- you know, that that art should be uh, fine art, right? That gallery art is only fine art, and it's the domain of high culture and wealthy people. And uh, lowbrow was more uh, folksy and just sort of like, really just a bunch of interesting artists the only thing that connected them was that uh that they <laughs> they weren't showing in like super expensive you know new york galleries it was like just stuff on the west coast it was um uh i how to describe it um there was a magazine at the time called the uh, juxtapose that 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 mm-hmm. would feature a lot of these artists and what stood out to me at the time was that um they had really good craft they were like really good high craft like very visually beautiful uh but then on top of that they were just really interesting and they were fun i would say the fun part of it is what differentiated it from uh a lot of the uh more traditional fine art stuff that was like uh tended to be more conceptual or just more focused on um stuff that people considered adult topics at the time in the 90s which uh would have been very limited to more like you know like like wealthy people being sad about living in the city or something right mm. like, you know this was more imaginative stuff so mark ryden um also did a lot of like alice type of imagery and just super surreal stuff uh, just like super layered just mixing in just all this these these different um his his paintings are just really rich with like uh different images different objects uh they're just really fun to look at and i I think that must have been one of the influences on on this game amongst many i mean this is more i'm not saying like they pulled the style from mark ryden so much as um Mm. it's like zeitgeist like it really captured sort of the spirit of the time you know what people were into um yeah and i I, i'll also say like I, i think the color uh the use of color in the trailer is excellent just um the way they use uh complementary like opposite colors um they do it like really it is it, very smooth it, it doesn't um it's it's not garish like there's a lot of red and green but it doesn't feel like christmas right it, it just feels very yes. natural and very moody and like you said like uh that that rich like wine red pouring out of her mouth is like 
so mm-hmm. disturbing but also beautiful at the same time yeah yeah and then you know her skin is so like sallow but then the, there's like this very slight like uh, green kind of bounced light to it that um mm-hmm. at once makes her feel more like a corpse but also like more animated too because then you see in the the parts where the light is hitting her there's more it's warmer there's more reds and yes. it's like a painting it's 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 cg but yeah. it's controlled like a painting it's done so nicely yeah exactly that's one thing which i wanted to mention too it's like the fact that her skin she's got very she's like corpse bride right she oh, has yeah, that very yeah. kind of like a bluish greenish kind of like look to her skin that is reminiscent of someone who's you know like not alive anymore that doesn't have blood flowing through them right so when you get that close-up shot and then you actively get to have a look at you know how red that blood is pouring out of her mouth it's like it's just crazy to see it's, it's very very interesting that people um that people get that vibe from it because i get the same type of a thing also yeah. randomly i've just noticed this myself now actually but um they seem to be well seem to be they're always throwing in lots of like heart based imagery so for example there's there are hearts like i'm looking at now like all throughout this different um all throughout this teaser and they even have of course they've got the spicy horse logo up at the top at the back but on top of that like they have a few different you know heart shaped or heart shapes for different heart shaped items so i'm going to put in a couple things here but like they have just a couple of just very small kind of like there's that arch mm. of the, at the top of a heart and they do this a few times and like that's a very kind of like important bit of a symbolism too because like obviously with the you know the queen like of hearts and also on top of that just generally like playing cards within a deck hearts wow. are within that but yeah like the, you you get to see all sorts of different you know bits and pieces that are, that are there it, it's really really Good cool eye, i man. really that, enjoy it. it's so subtle like the stuff you pointed out like like the, the shape of her collar yeah the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 detailing on on the the chair like it's so subtle <laughs> it's so absolutely nice. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I love about this. It's like that subtlety and also again like the redness of the blood that comes out of her mouth. It's very very kind of similar to the redness that act- that's actively coming out of the that's not of that that's of the chair as well. It's a very kind of like small uh bit of a similarity there, but again it's like you get to have a look at just the richness of that. But also on top of that too, um it's not just like the fact that so much like blood comes out of her mouth, but like it's the way that it comes out of her mouth. Like it's pouring out in such a well funny. It's it's in such a fluid way. And it's just really like wonderful to watch like over and over again. Just like the way not just like the individual droplets like come out, but it comes out in this sort of like coagulated sort of like gloopy form you know as blood you know would as it should do and like it's just so so well done so well put together there. i'm, re- I'm really yeah. I've, uh, i'm a fan of that of, of that bit of animation for sure because yeah. that's not uh, it's not easy to replicate for sure it's yeah. that thickness that uh but the, the thickness but also like the, vis- the the viscous nature of it too and just making sure that those align properly with the kind of blood that it is but then again like the lushness of her hair like the light that's cast down upon it like if you looked at like what it is that i'm about to put in there like, if you saw this screen this screenshot uh this one i'm gonna put this in here yeah like the way that uh her hair looks and like the kind of like the luxurious like full of volume type of nature that it is you wouldn't say that this is from like 2010 2011 times like you wouldn't say that it just doesn't yeah this is from july 2010 like this 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 looks like it could have come out like last year or like this year even like it doesn't look like dated like at all it doesn't look bad like at all so it's just, it's very interesting to to see it especially like in imagery but also in it's in still images but also like in motion too like yeah. it's nice I'll, I'll say maybe the the 
the highest compliment I could pay it is that it looks uh, very much like a spicy horse game or an American McGee game. Like it, it's just it totally embodies their uh, specific aesthetic. And I, I would say that's, that would be the tell to me that it, it's an older title. Cause um, I, I feel like where we are now, right now, uh, games are super refined. It, it, they're, they're amazing, but um, uh, it's sort of like everyone's starting to use the same tools and techniques and it's harder to really tell the difference between uh you know an activision game or an ea game or even like a square enix game right like they're, they're all kind of melding together whereas this is um yeah because they're all going for photorealism and prestige tv yeah. aesthetics and this is super stylized very painterly even the way that she stylized is a very much their particular style right it's not like oh it's tim burton or oh it's anime or whatever it's, it's no it's like they have just a look of their own yeah and by the way i, I love it i, I want to mention i i actually visited spicy horse uh when they were developing Ooh. this game what uh, yeah, no yeah, way yeah 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 Talk um, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. okay uh so i happened to be um in in shanghai uh, visiting my my brother uh, who had been working in china uh, for for several years by then um so i had just graduated from college in 2007 and uh, I, I, I had a, uh, a game studio with Sean, uh, Sean Borsky, our, our co-host. Uh, it was our first startup together. Uh, we'd been working together since 2006 in college doing freelance work, doing games. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we thought like, hey, instead of like applying for jobs, let's keep doing this. Uh, so we had our own startup in Atlanta. And then um, I, 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 I spent, while we were doing that, I spent a couple months um, in China, visiting my brother and also just checking out other studios, trying to learn from people, see if we could get more work. And um, one of the studios I visited was uh, Spicy Horse and they had just started. And um, they, I mean, I, I didn't get to see any like, you know, or, or I didn't get a deep peek into this game or anything, but um, just syncing up the times, it's like, okay, they, they were working on this game when I visited and they were the nicest people. I, I got to actually meet American McGee himself uh, just to give you an idea of how nice he was, like he took time out of his day developing this game just to come talk to some kid, you know, I, I, I literally just like emailed him and I was like, hey, like I'm just starting off in my career. I just founded my own studio. I just thought it'd be nice to chat. And he like he actually took me up on that, sat down with me for like over an hour and just answered all my questions, like just the That's nicest, so cool. nicest guy. And um, they had a really good studio and looking back on it, or really, it was readily apparent to me at the time, um, they had a very different approach from the other uh, Western uh, founded studios because um, so 2008, uh, this was when you started to see a lot of work being outsourced to other countries because uh, just the, uh, the technology was more readily available um, and then the training was starting to get there. Um, at the time, you didn't quite have like YouTube and, uh, you know, it wasn't as easy to find information on how to do all this stuff. So it was really important. Like, <laughs> like a lot of this info was closely guarded, but um, basically most people who relocated to China at the time uh, just saw Chinese people as workhorses, you know, they were just like, hey, it's just outsourcing, it's cheap labor. Whereas American mm -hmm. McGee, um, he just saw them as talent. He just saw, like, he was like, this is a country full of, like, really talented people. And I want to, you know, make this studio and, like, nurture that talent and just get, like, the best art I can get out of them. Like, 
he had a really really different attitude and um That's so cool really good guy like truly a, a good good person because my gosh like at the time i i remember talking to a lot of other uh, i won't name names but like it was a common attitude for for uh people from america to go to china and be like oh you know these chinese they can't think for themselves you have to tell them what to do blah 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 and mm. american mcgee when i talked to him it was so refreshing because he was like well people are shy because there's a language barrier there's a cultural barrier so you, you got to get over that it's not that they can't think for themselves or there's anything inherently different about them it's just yeah, like of course. i was like oh my god like he sees you know like he just sees everyone as as people like he he did not think oh. like oh me an american he's literally named american that's his real name by the way like it's, uh, yeah, yeah. yep I know. Yeah. ironic like, yeah, yeah definitely oh and then a uh, uh, fun story i asked him i was like how did you get your name on the box right because that that's like pretty amazing that it was american mcgee's alice and he was like oh, i was a marketing thing like i was the director and they were like you have a really interesting name like <laughs> it'll, it'll sound really prestigious if we put it on there right it's so funny that that but but that helped him like kickstart uh his is his own career as a known developer because like you didn't really have celebrity game directors back then but um mm -hmm. super super nice guy super talented very hardworking, and uh yeah, so i just cool. really appreciated that he he just took the time to actually like sit with me and help me out and you know really cool dude and i, I wish him the best uh, unfortunately uh spicy horse i think they pretty much closed down a couple of years ago mm -hmm. but but the individual creators um they're focusing on indie development so whatever they mm -hmm. do next yeah like please support it because there's such a good group of people absolutely yeah. absolutely it's it's one of these um what's the word it's, it's one of those things where like you know when when the band breaks up in a sense and you wish everyone the best but you all you know they've all still got the skills like a lot of these people very much still have you know like they've all got the skills still so oh, yeah. yeah it's uh it, yeah. It's, it's awesome yeah Oh, oh I, I just remembered one funny story he did tell me from the development of this game, because uh, we, we talked about everything. Um, he told me that at some point uh, when they were developing Alice um, in, in Shanghai, they were doing the uh, uh, voice recordings and they were recording mm -hmm. all the character barks. And of course, there's mm -hmm. uh, it's it's there's a lot of scary parts. There's a lot of screaming and <laughs> uh they they had uh the the voice actress recording like you know all all the the screaming barks and stuff and um someone called the cops on them because they thought someone was oh, like wow. getting murdered in the building they had to explain like no we're we're a game studio like we're you know this is it's a game this is it's all you know yeah it's, it's, it's not real it's fictional yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah. quite wild that really is quite wild. I was just going to mention as well, again, shout out to uh, Ben Kerslake, uh, the good friend, um, who actually was at the time during uh, development, not only just, like of this game, but of a couple others as well. He was a lead concept and storyboard artist at Spicy Horse Games. He was a creative director and also creative consultant there as well. But yeah, like it's one of these things which um, 
as you said here, like, you know, you wish people the best after they're doing what they're doing. And he himself, he's working as a creative lead, uh, Greening Pickleball, like, working on this game called Totem Teller. Like, really, really cool stuff. I, ho- I highly uh, recommend people checking him out. He exists online and he does a lot of really, really cool work. And he's just absolutely amazing in terms of just uh, the ability to create and the ability to show and share all of these beautiful different pieces of work and art. So yeah, if you want to just hear and see any of that stuff, you want to follow him out on Twitter, that's uh, at Ben, like B-E-N-J-K-E-R-S. So yeah, it's Ben Kerslake uh, on Twitter there. And also if you want to check out the Totem Teller project, that's just at Totem Teller. That's T-O-T-E-M-T-E-L-L-E-R. But that was that one for now. I have so many other things to talk about, but yeah, we're going to throw the we're gonna throw the football back right. over to Richmond. All right, all and right, uh, right. Yeah, just, yeah, let's see what we got oh, here. That was, a, that was a fun one. Okay. I'm going to con- continue this horror theme. We we did not do oh, this, go. <laughs> but apparently <laughs> oh, wow. this let's is go. specifically the horror trailer podcast. Okay, mm-hmm. so my follow-up is, uh, so my, my first one was the first uh, Silent Hill trailer. And, uh, you know, that one to me was just so notable because uh, it was instantly compelling before I had even played the games. Then, of course, you know, the, the first game was awesome. Uh, the, and then the follow-up games were amazing. Uh, the second, third game are wonderful works of art. They had great trailers too. But what I really want to talk about is uh, the one, the trailer for Silent Hill, The Room, uh, Part Four. So um, this is one of my all-time favorite trailers. Like when when you proposed this topic, this was the first one that came to mind because like this was just for some reason it just struck such a nerve with me like it it this one really stuck with me through the years and um it's especially interesting because it's the the game itself is quite controversial um it's first off it wasn't actually a silent hill game uh originally it was another uh-huh. horror game that they had been developing and then at uh, just yes. at some point, they were like, uh, you know what, it'll sell better if it's Silent Hill game. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think uh, knowing that a lot of fans were uh, kind of standoffish about it, and uh, but uh, I didn't. No one knew that at the time. At the time, they just thought, oh, it's the next Silent Hill, and this trailer is awesome. It's uh, it's so I watched it over and over. Um, this is the 2004 uh, E3 uh, trailer for Silent Hill 4: The Room for the PS2. Uh, you you want to hit play? You wanna... Let's do it. Okay, on the count of three, one, mm-hmm. two, three, go. Okay, so you know you have the Konami logo pops up, and then the music. Oh my God, the music yeah which is such a core part of the the series all the akira yamaoka of course Ah. very integral oh and it starts with live action footage actually which Mm -hmm. is again very unusual you you see like these uh ink stains in the sink yeah it could be blood and then you see like an apartment it's just like this dingy looking but otherwise pretty normal apart like i used to live in a place like that and then you see this the door and it's got all these locks on it and then it keeps intercutting between just this very mundane looking living space and then like occasional creepy imagery so very much like that first silent hill trailer it's it's all about montage it's not like it's not going to tell you directly what the game is what the story is you got to piece it together but piecing it together so 
but like you, you finally you see a guy sit down he's wearing headphones he's at a, at a desk and then he's writing but he's not writing in a pad he's writing on his hands and there's like mm -hmm. a little thing on his head like you don't know like is it a wound it almost looks like a mouth and then boom as soon as you think you're you're you're, you're getting to the music right you're getting comfortable boom it switches and suddenly it's uh you know this choir it's choir yeah. chorus here yeah. and then boom again suddenly like you get your first glimpse of a silent hill monster but just of course you don't really get a good look at it it's just this creepy thing walking on its hands got no legs it's got a hood and then and then you do get a clear look at the next ones and it's these things i don't know how to describe them they're, i guess they they are in essence the the they're like uh shoddily dressed people almost yeah. but like they kind of have these weird like bright eyes and they're wielding like the weapons that look like a like a not pick not pickaxes one like crowbars like a crowbar, they, they have like yeah. crowbar like a crowbar that they've got that look quite rusty yeah. there's like different um wheelchairs that seem that, that are seemingly coming to life and like you know riding up and down and flipping around and yeah, yeah the music keeps on going like back and forth yeah. and back and forth and yeah. interspersed with different it's... screams and horrible gnashing and and uh, and also almost like industrial type music kind yeah, of like yeah, it yeah. goes back and forth a lot yeah 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 it's kind of great industrial soundtrack and just every time you think you're starting to get a handle on stuff and you're getting comfortable like it it switches yeah mm -hmm. and and there's always something like just it's not just scary there, there's more going on like like with those creatures swinging the crowbars they they don't look intelligent and yet they walk with like completely upright posture they yeah they seemed like you know the gestapo or something like which is yeah, even the, more the with purpose, yeah, yeah the, yes that's a great way to put it like they're not like mindless they're, they're after you right and then you, you see another guy looks kind of like michael myers from the halloween movies mm -hmm. but and he's swinging a crowbar but this time he's glitching it's like he's got a low ping or something like he's coming at you but then he's like glitching out and his animations are getting mixed up and then and then finally like you just see you just see like a ghost coming out of a wall but it's uh and then you you you're back at the apartment you know and it's mm -hmm. your home that should be your safe space and then you see this head come out of the ceiling and it starts wiggling and it looks like looks like a like like a butterfly trying to wiggle out of its uh uh, uh June, you know, yeah the pupa shell and then there's more of them they keep dropping and then they start they don't even come after you they start fighting amongst themselves and the sounds <laughs> are so horrifying and it's just it scared the crap out of me you know and, and then it just goes back to the dude with his headphones with a weird is that a mouth <laughs> Like lips on the back <laughs> of your head and then you see the apartment door and it's got all these uh, chain uh, locks on it and it tells you silent hill for the room and it's it's like this whirlwind of intense imagery uh but it the way it switches tempo is almost comforting <laughs> there's almost yeah. something comforting in the dissonance of it and i just yeah it's it got such a great mood and you know what i didn't even notice till now that it it the whole thing is essentially black and white. Yeah, I, you know, there's bits of color interspersed, but it's yeah. mainly black and white. Yeah, you're right. I, 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 I didn't even consciously register that because it, there's just enough like uh, color in there 
that mm-hmm. you, it doesn't feel monotone and it it's like so obviously the imagery is so stark that you don't even notice the color is mi- missing yes like, yeah, sorry. I think that's quite interesting. I, I think it's quite interesting just because, again, it's like that's kind of like another trick that it's playing on you, right? Like the fact it's always changing, the uh, the the almost kind of like violent like nature of like the switches. It gives you that that tonal whiplash, so to speak, and it puts things you know back and forth, back and forth. But it kind of again it lulls you into that sort of like false sense of security in some areas where you have like, this kind of beautiful like chorus and this choir singing, and then it'll swap over to this like really harsh you know, abrasive industrial music and you'll see different enemies doing all sorts of things to each other and to, and not, and, and to try and, you know, scare you as a viewer in a sense, it'll, you know, swap back again to be like kind of a bit more lighthearted and then it'll again totally shift once more to something much more violent and a bit more grotesque. But I really enjoyed that. It was a really cool trailer. It's funny as well because, um, I'd only I'd I'd only seen like images like of this trailer before. I'd never seen the oh, entire thing like all, okay. all at once. So yeah, like it's actually quite cool. Uh, it's actually a good watch that was. I, yeah. I'm just watching it again, but it's really really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah I liked it. At at the time, uh, it it was actually a very long trailer. It, it was almost five minutes, mm. which at the time felt very long. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, of course. It's 2004, like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people were used to like one, two minute trailers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I, I think it's such an interesting contrast to the other games. Like, I, I feel like, you know, when, when, when I was younger and I had uh, such high expectations from this trailer, uh, mm-hmm. I went into that game. Um, so here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about this trailer. It's arguably even better than the game. Okay. <laughs> It sets such an amazing tone um, that the game doesn't quite live up to the uh, the the really what's the word dire mm-hmm. like this this trailer's dire like like the previous Silent Hill trailers they're they're still very much about like the 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 human element right it's about the character relationships it emphasizes mm-hmm. like. Uh, you know, uh, the first trailer, you can kind of piece together. There's a father and a daughter. At some point, he loses his yes. daughter. He's got to find her. He'll do anything to find her, right? And in and, and the mm-hmm. second game, it's, you know, uh, the man gets a letter from his deceased wife, which is, oh, my God, what an amazing way to set off the game. Uh, the third Absolutely. one is about, you know, Heather, and uh, she just wants to get back to her dad, right? The little girl from the first game has grown up. and mm-hmm. And all of those are about, like, love is uh the the thread that uh flows through the game right there's a vein of hope and it keeps you going it's about like okay you're you're in this horrible situation but you need to help someone so you're gonna you know just you're you're gonna just grit your teeth and get through it and then this Mm -hmm. this trailer right away is like totally different it's uh, the other trailers show you like these faces people reacting this is you barely see any faces. You don't even know who mm-hmm. the protagonist is. It's more like, what would you do in this situation, right? It, it, yeah. it's, it's much more introspective, right? It's like now you, you're the main character. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not Harry, right? It's not Heather. It's, it's you. It's suddenly like, what would you do if you were in Silent Hill? And then the, the, the song at the beginning, if you pay attention to the lyrics, they're very grim. They're dark. It's a song from the perspective of a woman at the deathbed of her mother. And then wow. 
at this point it's it's at this point that she's not thinking about how much she loves her mother she's thinking about how much she resents her and it's like oh my god like oh wow it's very very grim it's a so right away it's just so there's no warmth here uh, unlike the other silent hill games and then so um it it's so dark and then i guess at the time when i first played the game i was like kind of disappointed because number one it, it wasn't a silent hill game i didn't know that when i played it i didn't know that it wasn't even planned to be one uh and in retrospect i think they did a really good job pivoting but i thought it would be uh this more directly artful emotional experience and instead it's an incredibly subversive experience and i i think looking back on it the trailer kind of hints at that because it is so much an antithesis actually to all the previous silent hill games like <laughs> even though it's you know creepy music uh creepy imagery uh psychological horror but but it's silent hill was about going somewhere right and 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 doing something because you love someone and then this is like you're at home and you're being invaded you don't even know <laughs> yeah. why and you're just scared or, by what? Like, yeah. or, or what and then um mm -hmm. so i think looking back on it now I, I i should actually replay this game i would like to revisit it because you should knowing that they were forced to turn it into a silent hill game uh there's an interesting meta quality to it that it's uh it, it it's a really subversive game because it's um it, I, I'm, I'm gonna give some slight spoilers to just the sort of the themes and the setup of the game so uh, skip over this part if you don't want to hear them but um it, it's it's the first game in the silent hill series where you're not going into silent hill you're more of a tourist and it's like you're mm -hmm. you're, you're in the outskirts of the town and then um basically like there's a hole in your wall and when you go through it you, you kind of pass through silent hill and then eventually parts of it start coming back to you so it's it's a totally different experience because at first you you think you're safe right you think you go through the you know like you, you're locked in your room for some reason you can't get out and then the hole appears and then you you think when you as long as you can get back you'll be safe but then eventually it starts following you back and it's um there's a lot of like intentionally uh glitchy stuff about the game and i think at the time people were like oh you know like this 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 game was rushed there's no good like like when you get attacked by a dog in the game like it plays like a stock movie sound of like a jaguar you know that mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like it's yeah, so yeah, cheesy and and i guess at the time uh people were like oh like it, that's just bad but then when you look at like the history of the game they were forced to change it like i think they were leaning into just making it um i mean there's literally a bad a guy that pursues you and he's glitching out right it's, it's all about subverting the player experience like it rather oh. than building uh this beautiful seamless mood it's like it reminds you you're playing a video game at at, at parts um but then at the same time it's it sort of like it teaches you the rules of the game like okay the home is your safe space as long as you get there you're fine but then it again it like pulls the rug from under you it's like oh no like you're not safe there anymore so it's actually a really cool game uh, i just had the different expectations um because i thought it was a silent hill game and then i interpreted this trailer as a silent hill game and looking back on it actually this trailer was highly reflective of what the game would be but i, I guess i didn't <laughs> get it at the time 
and so that that's why it continues to uh, stick with me it's like i watch it again and i, I kind of get new stuff from it now you know like 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 any yeah. good work of art it's like oh i remember who i was the first time i saw this and now like i'm a different person i'm bringing different stuff into interpreting it yeah so yep absolutely absolutely no i really enjoyed that piece yeah it was really really good oh gosh just thinking about it now like this is the fact that it um you can you can absolutely see like the fingerprint of the creators like in the work itself and then on top of that like as you said before it's not so much about the character like in it in this actual aspect it's like what would you do if this was happening to you type of thing because like the trailer it's like making sure that the horror happens like to you yeah. as opposed to you seeing it through someone else in a sense it's it's very very cool i, I like it yeah it's all yeah. it's all first person right it's like someone's hiding you can hear their breath and they're just hoping like oh god like i hope i hope that thing doesn't follow me into this room yes yeah. that's what i'm saying of course of yeah. course of course of course Oh man, do you know what's kind of funny? Like, okay. I have a bunch of different ones to pick and choose from now, and like a few of, a couple of them are all like horror series. So it's mm. like, yeah, these are all like this, this is we're gonna we're gonna call this the horror trailers one, I guess. But yeah, I guess um, this is my one. So here we go. Boom! I had to talk oh, about this one. Yeah, this one's one. perfect. This one's perfect. So basically, yeah. what I just put in here is the PT Silent Hills concept movie from TGS 2014. So, for those who don't know, TGS is called is, is Tokyo Game Show. It's where a variety of different projects are unveiled regarding all sorts of different things. So, be it games, uh, technology, uh, animation projects, uh, merchandise, all sorts of different things. And people make all, all sorts of different business deals there too regarding future uh, collaborations or the projects, all sorts of things. Richmond can tell you he's been like all sorts of stuff like that. So, yeah, it's very, very cool. But, but in 2014, a uh, concept movie for the game <clears throat> uh, from Konami, uh, PT, or Silent Hills as we know it, was um, released at the time. And it's quite wild to think about just the fact that this concept uh, movie was released. And it was done so in such a, um, what's the word for it? Uh, very like a uh, show-off kind of fashion, right? Like the way in which it's made, it wasn't made as a short little, okay, here's the teaser, here's the trailer, little 15 second long thing. Like, no, this is quite like long for a teaser itself, right? It's like a minute, 50 seconds long. It's like a little concept movie that they call it as well. Not just, you know, like a teaser, a concept movie. So I'd just like to sort of just uh, watch this together and let's just rock right in and see what it is that you've got right. to say about it because i love this also as well another thing i'm sorry just really quickly uh on this it would have been it's a uh, hideo kojima uh, guillermo del toro and also Junji ito and also a yeah. whole host of other wonderful creative yeah. people who would have all been working on the same project and it's just wild to think oh, about how God. that was even like almost a thing That's like and it, well, it was a thing but yeah it it's just it's very very interesting very yeah. very interesting just to, to see that and just you know just imagine what that you know could have really been like and that's what this concept movie is for what so yeah, let's, get, let's get into it I, okay. I know right it's like it's like a all it's an all-star like team we, in in football or soccer for the americans here lol but uh, <laughs> uh we, we have these we have these things sometimes where we have like uh, a dream team like starting 11 so they'll have like the best players from like all over the world kind of like in this starting 11 and it'll be like just the absolute pinnacle of different people from different periods of time and like they're all playing on the same team like what if like george best played with like wayne rooney played with x person played with x person like people put these things together all of the time 
And it's like, what if this person at the peak of their performance was with this person at the peak of their performance, also was on this person's team at the peak of their performance, all that stuff. But that's what this feels like to me, right? It feels like, what if you put and took all of these just people who were just hitting home run after home run, just at their greatest stride? What if they all just squatted up one time for something? And then, yeah, that's what this sort of tastes like. So let's, yeah. let's have a watch. I'm going to count down okay. and we'll, we'll get it. So we'll go three, two, one, play. So yeah, just, oh, so, so cool. We start off in this dingy corridor. We hear a Japanese mention of the concept movie starting off there. Yeah. In this dark, dingy setup here, we've got this weird kind of like, it's like a bowling ball of sorts. I think it is a bowling ball. And it's like rocking back and forth on this white door. And then slowly it knocks into it and the door opens very slowly. And the camera starts to move around as we see what it is that's inside of the room. And then randomly, the ball turns into a head. The head screams, it's being picked up. And then outside of that head's mouth, like centipedes are starting to, you know, erupt and then start to erupt from the walls. And then we look forward, the lights are flickering on and off. And then we see small toys like robots um all different sorts of electronic toys with different bright flashing colors uh, reds yellows light blues purples they're all walking to and uh, moving towards the end of a, another hallway corridor very dark at the end and there's a woman crying on her knees uh, a seemingly naked person sure. and then they seem to be picked up by this really weird flash of like flesh and like this grotesque monster there's screaming there's like the first person camera that you that's being like ran away from the monster bloody handprints start to appear on the walls just literally hundreds of them a door is blown off its hinges and it hits a wall opposite it and then it opens and then amazingly it opens and there's a, there's a staircase where the where the where there wasn't before like in the shape of the door and it's slightly tilted as well the door stops off its hinge uh, so as to not you know hit the ground but it's just wild and then yeah you sort of see the character in first person walking down this you know murky uh, step staircase and then slowly but surely the silent hills logo flit, flitters in and then it's got this really weird like kind of hardcore like static effect and then it just ends and it's like they showed so many different uh, concepts in there and it's just absolutely beautiful the way in which it was just you know so seamlessly threaded together and especially in terms of audio design too I thought that that was even not well. What's a good way to put it? it? It was just as impactful as the visuals. So what do I mean by that? It sounds kind of kind of silly to say, but obviously in terms of horror, you want to be you know actively scared by what it is that you're seeing. But just in terms of hearing the blood curdling screams, the 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 warmth of that kind of like static buzzing at the end, even the footsteps on the ground, the sort of like whir of the toys that are buzzing and sort of like you know moving towards this this hallway, the brightness of the uh, of the light that you that you see is kind of reflected by this really odd sort of like growl that sort of like is almost kind of like it's chasing you as you're being sort of like chased as the first person in this um in this trailer itself and i think it's just really really cool that all these different like you know senses tie in so well together it's just really well made it feels very claustrophobic but at the same time it feels as if you are actively being you know hunted in essence it's really really cool i, I like it a lot yeah oh man it, it it's twice as scary with the sound yeah mm -hmm. the sound design is Absolutely. so good and this it's it's scary but it's fun this is almost like 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 uh yes. like a theme park ride version of Simon yes. like like a greatest hits and mm -hmm. but um e e even the it, it, it's fun and playful but it's still creepy and it's oh my gosh mm -hmm. it's beautiful it, it's such a beautifully Absolutely. made uh trailer like the first things that we see in, in, in terms of um, 
talk about it's like playful nature you know you hear children laughing like oh, that's yeah. they're playing that's, it. <laughs> that, that's the first thing that's the first thing that you hear and then of course like to the left of that as we walk past we see like you know children's you know drawings like pictures that kids drew yeah, like, it looks okay. like we're in it looks like we're in a school of sorts like and it's quite interesting just to think about that about that just by again the uh, the pegs that there, there are pegs on the wall to the left of uh, of the character that, that's walking around and those pegs they're not like adult height you know that these are these are children's height like pegs there's a oh, there's yeah. a green like a like a oh, blackboard with drawings yeah, yeah, on yeah. it oh my god i i totally forgot about those these are the things that you'd hang your stuff on at school exactly, your, your backpack exactly. and... oh. like a backpack coat all sorts of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and coats. then like oh. exactly Exactly. There's, there's, there's like a bowling ball, and um, that's okay. just going like just back and forth, back and okay. forth. Funnily enough, again, like it kind of just oddly enough, like it turns like into like a literal like head, but it does so only for like a very short period of time, a few seconds. But within doing so, like it's already starting to like you know open up its mouth and scream, and then before you even know what's going on, like you know centipedes like bursting out of its mouth, like centipedes, millipedes, insects. And then, like, they start bursting out of the walls and just, just so many things happening at once. It's like an assault on your senses, but in a very, again, fun and playful kind of way, but also very spooky. It's just, you can tell, again, that they were enjoying making this. They, they shoved yeah. so many cool ideas into this. Yeah. And I just really, I really like that. Like, within, like, a few frames, we see, like, a big flash of light. And we go from, like, bowling ball to, like, you know, like, human head. And it's just, yeah, it, it's amazing to look at. The, yeah, the lighting really, really. in it is uh, beautiful too because it's um mm -hmm. it's very dark it's very moody but it's also very clear uh where where it needs to be right and then, absolutely uh it the, the, just the control over it like when when you see uh when you follow the uh the marching tin uh toys um mm -hmm. yeah the the color on them is is is, is beautiful actually and and just the bounce light on the walls and stuff it's, it's very like immersive absolutely. But it's it's also not distracting, and then when you see like the woman uh, kneeling, I, I guess there's like like a nude woman kneeling. You're just like, what is going on? And then and then like you just get a little more light, and you're like, oh my god! Like what is that attached to her head? Like you don't. It shows you just mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, even even if you go through frame by frame and pause it it's still like what what am i looking at like i know i know i it's think a, it's ridiculous they they sort of um at this point they knew like you know people would pour over every frame and it's like <laughs> so they they made it intentionally obscure even on a frame by frame basis it's like what is that <laughs> absolutely yeah. and, and it's just it's just so full as well like it's full of just so many different things like again it's it's like one minute and like 50 seconds like long but like it feels like longer than that almost yeah. it's just very odd how much they've been able to fit in here that so seamlessly works together it's just you see uh, here's one thing i've noticed as well like you see one concept like lead into another concept which leads into another concept do you know what i mean like the, there's no there's no break like in between like there's no there's no like dead air so to speak like it's just very tightly you know woven and knit together like at the very same time that you see the uh the centipedes crawl uh, just you know falling out of the walls that's when you see the uh the robots for the first time and you're like oh well yeah. what the robots let's go over there and have a look and then you see the robots and then you see the woman and then you see the woman and you see the monster so they, it all it leads into the next thing into the next thing into the next thing it's, it's wonderfully done yeah really well done
Yeah, oh, just okay. I'm just looking at looking at some more now, and just like again that that light when again the uh it's it's constantly flickering, right? So like of course like, there are lights like uh, above the uh the the uh, camera itself, and it's just so strange just to look at it flicker on and off, on and off, on and off, and you see different things falling out of the walls. You see the way that the light interacts with you know like different other like colors regarding uh the the toys and stuff as well. Like just it's just really really nice to have a look at that and just to see the ways in which they, they were able to like thread it all together so sweetly. It's just really really nice. Like you've got you know at the same time that you see like centipedes like coming out of the wall and they you, you can actively like see them going through like the children's drawings as well. At the same time as you see that, you can also see those um those beautiful like little lights that are cast off by those toys at the end of the at the end of the of the hallway and just yeah, it's really nicely done. Yeah. I you know, there there's a shot where you the 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 player character proxy is running away from the monster and then they look over the shoulder and see it approaching and you see it mm. starkly lit and you're still like what the hell is that like because mm -hmm. it, it you know you see that huge hand coming down and then when you see what it's attached to it's like what is that even is that like is that a breast it, yeah it, it doesn't make sense it's like it's like a it? half a torso like yeah. it's just yeah you it think like a, there's like a oh, head you, you think maybe mm -hmm. it's got like this squishy fleshy body and there's just like a tiny little nub for a head is that a mouth right? yeah it's kind of even more terrifying the idea that it's this huge thing. It's got like a tiny little uh, needle little face. Yeah, yeah. Little face. I it reminds me a little bit of like do you know like no face like from um from uh, Spirited Away. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it it reminds me of that, but also like it kind of like it reminds me of like a tongue as well. Like the like the first thing that you see, like it feels very like tongue like, like like a like the, but not like a tongue, but like like the underside of a tongue. Like when it's all like veiny and stuff. Like it yeah. just it feels very odd like that. But at yeah. the same time as well, it's just like you see that hand come out and it reach through like the darkness, and it just it's it's just so creepy. And it's just so again so large too. That's the thing which it really sells as well. Like this the scale of this monster at the same time. It's just it's ridiculous to see how you know this huge hand is like clawing through the darkness, like reaching towards you. And then when it hits the when it hits the ground, like there's an audible like like a like a, not just like a thud, but like a weighted kind of like a like a like a quake almost of its of its weight hitting the floor. And it, again, like it's even you know it's even affected by the uh, the light of the of the toys still because again the toys are still there like the toys are still you know uh, just in, in this uh, in this small hallway space in the world and it's just awesome to look at because again like they're all reacting like against each other like it even um. Even as you can see that it's a uh, you know actively you know crawling up towards you, you hear that woman scream, and as it crawls over the toys, like you can see the to the light from those toys casting against its body and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's just really nice. Yeah. I really like it. It's so nice. Yeah. The um the ghost it, it actually reminds me of a, a traditional Thai ghost uh, oh. called the the pret. Yeah, uh, it, it's the Thai version of the preta. So the preta is like in 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 uh, Buddhist, uh, uh, you know. In Buddhism, the pretas are uh, these hungry ghosts. Yeah, they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they appear in lots of different cultures. And uh, the Thai version, there's a version where it's um, it's a ghost that's two stories tall. It's, it's super tall, and it's, it's very lanky, it's bone thin, and it's got humongous hands. Uh, but then um, its mouth is the size of a needle. Like, so it's perpetually hungry like it, it just cannot never satisfy its hunger because no matter what it gets its hands on it has to eat it so slowly 
and mm-hmm. I, I guess he I, I get that kind of creepiness i wonder if maybe that was like a starting point for for this this eldritch horror in this uh mm-hmm. this trailer gosh that's so cool i just i'm really glad that i put this in as well just because again like i just i just love the way that it just it doesn't just subvert expectation but like it adds on top of things so quickly but then as you watch it again and again more and more like it all just fits together so nicely like you wouldn't really think that in explanation that this would you know add up to like a pleasurable viewing experience right <laughs> it's like okay so we're gonna have this and then that and then the centipedes are gonna fall out of the walls and then there's a woman and then she gets a uh, squished and then there's like a hand that reaches out of the darkness and then there's like toys and there's like a uh, bloody hand on the walls and then after that like a door goes into a wall and then it opens and it's like you would be like yo slow down slow down like what's going on here you know like you wouldn't really picture all this working together in any kind of like a coherent like sense but it kind of ties into this experience and it creates this moment for you to you know live through the the uh the person who's you know walking around in this in in, in a sense that's uh that's realistic you know like when when they're running for example you can hear them panting and you hear that yeah. kind of that and they kind of you know as you would if you were running away from something very quickly as quick as you could and if you were running for your life you obviously would run much kill past you were tired that's exactly what it is that they're doing i, I really um i really enjoyed that yeah it's just a really good a really good uh, not just a trailer but like a concept movie as it's called and i think that it re- i think that it really hit the hit the nail on the head there yeah oh gosh i was so looking forward to that game i know sam <laughs> i was too i was too yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really cool. All right, so we could do we could do a couple more. So what what have you got? Okay, Richard? okay, I got I got one more on my end. Oh, then, cool, cool. perfect, then, perfect, uh, perfect. And then you can uh, wrap things up. I'll okay. close it out. Let's go. Okay, so my next one, um, I'm gonna sort of, I'm gonna break away from the horror a bit, but it's still yeah, uh, following a common thread. Oh, that's <laughs> perfect. I'm glad. I'm so. Glad. I was gonna pick this one too. Oh yeah. But like I'm. I'm um, but I, I'm so glad I, I was going to pick this one too. But I'm, I'm glad that I didn't. I, it's not okay. in my list, but I, I was thinking about it. This is perfect. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, one of my favorites is um, the trailer for Metal Gear Solid Rising, which played at E3 in 2010. So uh, Rising was uh, that this was what this would eventually become Metal Gear uh, Revengeance from uh, Platinum mm-hmm. Games. You know, it, it, it would help uh, put Platinum Games back in the spotlight. Uh, they After they did Revengeance, that really uh, kicked them off as the go-to studio for licensed games, right? Because um, basically Konami, uh, under uh, with under Kojima's direction, uh, they couldn't quite figure out how to make this game work. Um, so eventually mm-hmm. they handed it off. But uh, when they were still trying to figure stuff out, they put together this trailer for... Uh, Metal Gear Solid Rising, which was the game starring uh, Raiden, right? So it it was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Raiden was the surprise main character in Metal Gear Solid 2. But here is like, this was the game that was actually dedicated to him. Uh, he became, you know, a full cyborg in uh, part, part four. And then this game was specifically about his exploits as a cyborg. And I was so pumped for this game. And um, I think it is a really interesting uh, time capsule of the original intention of the game and so this one i think is just really interesting to look at as um what could have been just like just like the last one right like that you know unfortunately silent hills never got made uh never probably never will 
and uh, Rising, you know, became a totally different game. So Rising, as it was originally envisioned, um, yeah, never got made. But we have this trailer here, and it's so compelling. So let's, uh, on the count of three, we can uh, hit. Let's go. Okay. Oh wait, let me let me turn my volume on a little bit so the listeners at home can can follow. Okay, one, two, three, play. All right, so it starts off. You get the slow pan over uh, uh, Raiden's blade. It's this very high tech, very um, uh, industrial looking sword. Connect blade. Yeah. And then Kojima Productions. Yeah, you, you, you know you're in for something classy. Uh, you see um, just like uh, fans, industrial fans, like letting out air from some some factory or something. It's, you know, slow pan over the environment. There's bullet casings on the ground and then, you know, a foot. And then you see, okay, there's a dude in a giant suit, a giant power armored suit. He's got the synthetic muscles, kind of looks like a like a Warhammer 40k Terminator yes. re-envisioned by... Yeah. And then... Oh, oh my god. Then like Raiden comes out of nowhere and just dices him apart. Like slices him into pieces and then reaches in, pulls out his spine. There's white fluid flowing everywhere. Their blood, cyborg blood is white. Um because it's it's super uh like super duper white blood cells and it's just he's holding the spine it's energy's flowing through it and then he just crushes it in his hand and then you see uh, his eyes glow and then it, you know you see all these slashes and it cuts it, it's cutting piece of metal into the logo metal gear solid rising and then you just this is I would consider this a reverse horror game because you see Raiden just like dicing up mercenaries and soldiers and it says cut, cut at will. And then you see him like this, he trips a dude and then just like it goes into bullet time and he just dices him up. It says cut what you will, you know, like he's running past buildings, he's cutting down columns, you can hear the crowd cheering. <laughs> um, and then it ends with that legendary, uh, you know, that, that, that 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 signature kojima humor after you see raiden dice up like crazy cyborgs it ends with him cutting a, a watermelon a very mundane oh. but it gosh i was so excited for this version of the game because um mm -hmm. the idea behind it was you could cut anything you had his superheated blade and everything was destructible and they sort of gave you a taste of that in the trailer, right? They, they give you the cinematic shot of him just destroying a cyborg, but then the actual gameplay shot shows him, um, you know, we, we've, we've watched all these horror trailers. This is, in a way, just as horrifying, but, like, you are the monster. Raiden is the monster stalking these mercenaries. You know, these, these, these fully... You know, these dudes are armed to the teeth, but, like, he's, like... It's like the uh, Predator, you know, the movie uh, Predator, the very yeah. first one, where it's like Ar at the beginning, it's Arnold and his crew and they're super macho, you know, like military dudes, like awesome weapons. And then they're hunted by this mysterious thing even stronger than them. I felt like th that's what this game was poised to do, you know, mm -hmm. like 
and just I love the cut through anything concept when it, he just quickly runs by and he slices like some some uh, supports and then like you know the building this, the roof yes. just collapses and then you know he's at a he can just slice through a car you know and then and then just that goofy last shot where it's like it's not just like over the top violence you can have such fine control that you can you can dice a watermelon mm -hmm. as you would in real life and it's i love that like it, it's to to make it so over the top and then to end on such a relatable note it, it, it was just, it was just so memorable and then just gosh the aesthetics of it um i love yeah the fox engine is highly underrated and um i i don't know i don't know why konami didn't just kind of turn it into something to license out because it it's a really amazing engine it does awesome lighting it's super performant like these games have aged super well um, and then on top of that you have the uh you know the joji shinkawa led art team um mm -hmm. One thing I really love about this game is uh, this was probably the last time where they went for the stylized like manga look of Shinkawa's artwork yes. over photorealism. And um, personally, I wish they had continued in this direction. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I love, uh, you know, uh, Phantom Pain 5 amazing game amazing aesthetics uh, unfortunately the story was rushed but the actual gameplay is awesome the art direction's awesome but um i prefer how rising looks even more because it's got that stylization to it so to me that's even more immersive than uh photorealism i like looking at iconic faces right because um, it's just sort of boiled down to the essence of the character and there's no extra baggage from like it being an an actor. It's more like this person, it is that character, right? It it's it's they're almost like an idea, right? It's there's a purity to it, and I just I'm in love with the aesthetics of this trailer. And the final game was amazing, but um, you know it was just a really cool character action, um, uh, you know, like like Devil May Cry style uh, 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 action game. Uh, it, it, really good. It had its own cool mechanics. I love that um, instead of dodging, it relied on parrying and aggression, but it's not this. It is not rising. Right? It, it, Revengeance is very much its own thing, but rising, oh, so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just having a look through this now, and um, again, they really do hone in like the sharpness of the blade itself, because yeah. upon the first uh, cut, you see this like beautiful like cross-section of like the opponent's arm, and like yeah. it's so intricate, just to show again like how just finely sliced and diced like his arm actually is. It's just ridiculous. This one clean cut of this one blade just goes straight through his arm, like more more effectively. Not not even like butter, just like just as as if it's like a hot knife through ice, you know. Just leaving like nothing, nothing is um like frayed, nothing is like you know messy. It's all a perfect like tidy cross section of the arm that's left, and it's just ridiculous. Like you can see the hex diagonal armor like you can see the um the inside parts of like the actual arm itself with this you know light blue um like uh, mechanical and electrical like in inner parts which are you know later on seemingly pulled out of the body like it's just really really interesting to have a look at that it's really really cool yeah, yeah i really it, loved it yeah yeah i it, it, yeah it's so striking it, it it's so violent but it's so like visually beautiful at the same time 
and then you know it's kind of downplayed because it's like oh it's a cyborg the blood's white but it, it's um gosh just just the visceral nature of it is amazing yeah oh i Absolutely. will say um another game actually beat them to the punch uh for for this sort of uh, uh visual in games it was the Jiver uh Jiver play the afro samurai game for ps3 no i i know what yeah i know, I know what that is but i didn't, I didn't play it now mm-hmm. yeah um i actually uh have not had a chance to play it but um I know of it. I, I watched some uh, videos of it. it. It had a really cool mechanic uh, where, again, you, you, the character just dices people up and um, they they uh, coded it so that uh, with your finishing blow, you would actually cut through people and you get that crazy cross section and the like, limbs would fly <laughs> off. And it was just insanely violent. Um, and it had a really cool like cel-shaded style to it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that's so cool. I'm starting to look at it now and yeah. I can see exactly what you're talking about. Gosh, how awesome is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the directional slashes. That's another thing as well, even um, another game. Uh, Skyward Sword, right? Like Zelda Skyward Sword. That was um, also working with uh, some directional slash mechanics as well with respect to which kind of direction you were to cut enemies in. And that was kind of like a big deal for that uh, title. That was, a, that, was a, yeah. that was a big deal. Yeah. There. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. What... This is a very cool trailer. Yeah. Oh, just one more to add to that. The, the mm. first game that I can remember that actually had like a visualization of uh, what direction you actually slashed the enemy in was uh, mm. the Berserk Falcon of the Millennium for PS2. Ooh, a very, very, very underrated cool. game by, by Ukes. Very, very... Amazing developer. Yeah, I, I just remember uh, way back in the PS2, um, that game, they, they, it wasn't procedural like like these other games you just could did not have the horsepower to pull that off back then but what they did was they spent time animating the characters falling apart depending on you know is it a up down slash left right yes. diagonal and yeah they put in the extra uh, love and care to, to animate depending on um yeah just the direction of the slash that i that was so cool and it also made the game feel more immersive and and visceral Mm-hmm. Well, two things which I wanted to mention here before we move, uh, but um, they really did keep the uh, the poses that uh, Raiden does, and it's just really nice to have a look at his ability to be so stylish uh, after you know literally just like slicing a dude in half, <laughs> and then he just like you know grabs the uh, the internal I forget the, the name of it. I watched my my best friend play through it. Shout out James again, but um, I forget the name of the blue like spine. It's like the, the it's like the electro spine or whatever. This it's electrical spine that he grabs out of the cyborg's bodies. And then crushes it. Like he drains the power from it and crushes it. Um before he does so though, he always hits these really cool stylish poses. And I've always loved that. It's been very cool. But also again, you see like flashes of like kanji that are like in between him doing cool things and slashing. So you see like the word like Zandatsu. And it's just like it's just so nice to have this, you know, in such a polished and like pristine uh, presentation. I, I really like the way that this was uh, put towards the uh us's viewers. I really enjoyed it. It was very, yeah. very stylish and cool. Yeah, so cool. And uh, you know, just the fact that the um the calligraphy is in white, that that alone is, yes. is unusual, right? Cuz traditionally, mm-hmm. um, you know, you use black ink. So it's just super striking. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I'm just I'm just watching different bits of it again and just yeah, you see that really classic that uh that pose that he kind of hits with where it's like where he's got like the the one arm with the um 
with the spine in it and it's all like dripping and oozing and stuff and then as he's like draining it and then like his other arm with like the sword is down and he's sort of like looking dead at the camera he's almost doing like the Kubrick stare at the camera type of thing and then like he and then he crushes it and then it's just like yeah and then he's like I'm ready and then he kind of like looks up and then the eye opens and he's got this you know this glowing gleaming red eye and it's like it's again it's like it's it's vengeance you know it's like it's revenge like that's what he is he's going for like that's what he looks like you know it's it's really really awesome yeah. yeah, and I've always loved the the singular like red eye like trope in a in media. Anyway, oh, I just so I've always thought that's cool. I've always thought yeah. that's cool from like characters like Wesker to him to all sorts of people. Like yeah. I, I just I, I love a good glowing uh, singular red eye. It's great. Yeah, it's classic. Yeah, it's why people love Sharon Guns, right? Like it's just like, it just looks cool. Like yeah, red yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah, very very. Yeah. All right, okay, so with mine, I am gonna move away from uh from horror as well. And this is, it's kind of funny, you know, because like we've kind of picked the games which um, which were shown a long time ago, but mm-hmm. then they came out in like, in, in different ways. Yeah. And they came out differently than, than was posited. So what yeah. am I talking about? I'm talking about CD Projekt Red. Cyberpunk oh, 2077. I remember the this OG one. teaser trailer yeah. from 2013. Yes. So this is really cool. Obviously, as we know, Cyberpunk was shown uh, many years ago, uh, initially by CD Projekt Red, uh, famously known for the Witcher series and other games too, but mainly the Witcher. And it's just awesome to have a think about how, you know, long ago this was. This will be 10 years next year in in January. This will be a 10-year-old trailer, teaser trailer. But um, again, it's still impactful and it's still really intriguing. And a lot of the time as well, when a game does uh, come out differently than its original, uh, you know, like showing, I think a lot of people have a fondness for the OG uh, version of the OG version of the uh, trailer and the, and the game itself that was posited. But the the uh, what's the best way to put this like the the newer version of it like that's like not like the focus it's more so like this specific kind of like version of it and i think that this is um again of huge like excitement but this is kind of a big part of why it is that so many people were so again intrigued by like the actual game itself so they were like okay hey like, we've seen this old trailer like we've seen the new trailer but also like the old trailer too like that still got us hyped so for example i saw this trailer many many years ago and again, in, ta- in speaking to my like current best friends like about it at the time when we first um, saw it, it was just really, really cool. We just really got into it. There's a beautiful song that's in there as well. I'm going to try and find it just in a second. But um, yeah, it's really, really cool just to see that this trailer, even not, not only is it still up, but just the fact that like if you go if you go and look at the comments, you, you'll see people being like, oh, I was so hyped about this game for this trailer specifically, or oh, it's still good to come back and see this trailer again. And it's like, yeah, like this trailer again, it's almost 10 years old. And it's like I said um these uh, comment sections are kind of like internet like time capsules and like diaries so that you get to see like how it is that people reacted to it when it first came out and i can tell you right now that like these same reactions will always be elicited by something this slick and stylish so yeah let's uh, let's hop into this one yeah all right cool and uh three two one play but yeah like this is awesome this is a really really cool teaser and i really really like it it's so cool So you see uh, CD Projekt Red typed out in red. And then, yeah, this beautiful song playing. Yeah, so a beautiful woman is like shot in the face, and but the bullet breaks on her skin. And this beautiful gold dust, the residue of the bullet is just scattered across the screen. 
another bullet fired right uh, in tune and in time with the song Bullets by uh, Archive. And bullets are just like whizzing past and you can see the air coming off them as they move at just such an incredible speed. But everything's in slow motion. And you see again, bullets fired, bullets fired, explosions, these bullets sailing through the air. There's a beautiful, you know, cyberpunk future, um, you know, slowly interspersed throughout the uh, background. And then again, you see this beautiful woman, but then you see that she has razors for arms. And then you see the the uh, the scene pull out very slowly. And then you see that she's, you know, she's killed a lot of people, as it seems. And there's blood on the ground, there's bodies piled up, there are people dismembered, and it's it's terrible. There's a there's a news uh, surveillance, uh, there's a news there's a news uh, program on the on at the moment, and the people saying fourteen people are dead. And then you see a police department person with a gun pointed towards a woman's head. He's about to, you know, pull the uh, the, the trigger, and the, the the camera zooms in right as he's about to do so. It's really, really, really cool. This woman's bleeding to close her eyes. You see his hand, you know, very, very slowly squeeze the trigger, and then it cuts. And you see Cyberpunk 2077, like the trailer is about to end, and this logo comes in. But there's like a little, like a sting at the end type of a thing. You see the scar on the face of the woman, and you see that she's kind of, you know, the guy that was supposed to have killed her. He's like with her now, and he has a, a, a type of headgear on, very uh, Ghost in the Shell, like inspired, and then she has headgear on now it's as if like she's joined their kind of like crew as it, as it were and then at the very end of it it says they are coming when it's ready the cyberpunk.net cyberpunk game on facebook youtube and twitter and then yeah like that was the that was the trailer see what else project Red is up to it shows them you know it's, it's asking for more info it's going to be out on uh it's more more info that would have been out on um february 5th 2013 just again dating this uh, video once again but yeah just really really well done uh trailer and one which i just always like, loved that song bullets by archive is like perfect for this perfect for this because again it hits home the themes of in the lyrics um personal responsibility and it's like it's a really strange uh lyric right you wouldn't think that it would be too meaningful but it's really really cool in that like they very specifically are talking about the responsibility of you know this woman who's a murderer in essence she's killed a bunch of people and now like you know she's responsible for those actions in and in doing so you know she's had the police called on her and you know they're about to you know fight her like they're shooting bullets at her they're covering her body in like scratches and marks and obviously they're not killing her because she's like she's bionic and the bullets are just breaking on her body and just scattering apart so they're shooting at her and she's just not dying so then one guy has to go and get like the close-up shot and uh, for their headshot from behind but yeah like i think these lyrics are just really cool it's um it says uh from the song uh bullets a song by archive it's come touch me like i'm an ordinary man have a look in my eyes underneath my skin there is a violence it's got a gun in its hands ready to make ready to make red ready to make sense of anyone anything anyone anything anyone anything anyone anything anyone anything and it's like those lyrics are just like they seem so vague but like in terms of what this trailer is trying to like evoke and what it is it's trying to tell you it's like it's speaking about you know the the violence that's like just beneath the beauty right it's just beneath the skin it's just beneath the layer and as you see there like they show and tease this this gorgeous woman who seemingly you know they don't you you don't know why it is that she's you know there and then it kind of slowly revealed to you that you know okay you might think this woman might not have like you know done anything but as the, as the camera pans down and shows you know who and you know what she is it shows these blades eventually that are just you know covered in blood and then just right after you see that you think okay where does this blood come from why has she done this and then it just shows like 14 13 14 you know just bodies on the ground just covered in blood like a person's head is twisted uh, around like backwards just you know to show that like, the brutality of what it is this person's done and then 
It shows again uh, the lyrics here. Uh, black holes living inside of your face. Razor wire spinning around you, around you, around you. Like blistering sky, blistering sky. Bullets are the beauty of the blistering sky. Bullets are the beauty and I don't know why. Bullets are the beauty of the blistering sky. Bullets are the beauty and I don't know why. Then they repeat uh, personal personal responsibility four times. And it really just, it hits home, you know? Like these, um the repetition here, it reminds me, you know, of gunshots. It reminds me of that of that same impact, of that ability to, you know, fire and repeat, fire and repeat the same sentiment, the same message again and again. And I think that that repetition in and of itself, it's very uh, prescient just in terms of watching those bullets fly. When you hear someone saying, you know, bullets of the beauty, the blistering skies, bullets are whizzing across the screen, you know, you know, uh, being broken on this woman's body because, she, again, she's too tough for the bullets to even hurt her. I think it's just, it's, it's amazing that they've managed to weave something in audibly as well as, again, visually when give it such interesting subversion of expectation at the same time as well and that's a huge reason why this trailer has 25.5 million views to date currently and you know the videos don't get that many views for no reason you know this, this is something which i think it was one of the uh defining trailers of the 2010s in my opinion it's a personal thing it's one of my favorites but i think it really sort of ties and marries in you know uh plot relevance um audio sound design visual design but also again concept and just it puts all these things in a beautiful uh, package and just delivers them to you again in two minutes and 20 seconds which relatively is quite you know it's, it's a good it's a good length for a trailer but it doesn't feel like bloated it feels you know very efficient in what it is it's trying to evoke and i think it's just wonderfully tied together it's, it's wonderful yeah yeah oh well said i mean it, it's a very very striking trailer it's like super uh, obviously it's just very visually beautiful but it's uh really memorable i mean i i absolutely remember the first time i saw it you know like it, it really mm -hmm. it sticks with you it, it, it's uh and it's actually relatively simple in concept mm -hmm. but very sophisticated in, in execution right Cause, yes. um there's not even a lot of animation actually there, there's a lot of slow pans over uh still characters um, and then you have effects animation playing on top of that, like the flying bullets, the shattering, you know, the the, the displacement of air. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, like the people are uh, it's it's yeah, bullet time, right? Because it, it's literally yes. bullet time. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. time is so slow that you see the bullets flying, and when time's that slow, like you can't even read human movement. Um, yeah. But it, it's I remember people were buzzing about this, but everyone was like, dude, did you see mm -hmm. that? Like what what is this game? What is it gonna be? Right? Like it uh it definitely Absolutely. set really high expectations and it made you feel like, oh okay, like this game's gonna be an event, right? Which is the goal it's of gonna every be something. triple A yeah. game, but like this really, really like set that tone. <laughs> Absolutely. It's why so many people cared about it for so long. I mean, like, even in the first couple of frames, like, just something I'm putting here, you see the same woman, you see her eyes, but you see the way that the light, like, just reacts with, with respect to her face. You see the pores on her skin, you see the wrinkles, but you also see, again, like, those eyelashes, you see the eyebrows, you see the individual, like, strands of hair, you see, um, again, like, the iris, and, like, even, like, the parts are just around, like, the whites of, of the eye. You see the specularity of, like, the, the white, of, and also on top of that, in the actual eye, which is kind of, like, mad to me even now you see like the actual reflection of like what's on the billboards as well like on her eyes so yeah. like it's kind of crazy like, if you actually like look but it's amazing just to look at like the warmth of the light as it hits her face like it's just 
so well put together. It's got such beautiful like graphical fidelity, and it's just one of these things which I was mentioning just before. It's the fact that like this trailer, parts of it look like look like, look like it could have come out like this year, like oh, yeah. quite literally. And this and this is almost like ten years ago. If you showed people stills of this, you could th- you could ask anyone now like hey when did this like when was this image you know like created like when did this come out like someone would answer like within like the last like year year two years something like that like regularly i think you'd get that you'd get that uh that response and from people like not even just from people like that don't really know anything about like anything with respect to like you know uh, game development or with the the create the creation of a cgi but i mean like just anyone even like asking someone even like in industry they would say it still looks good it still like looks good now absolutely like it doesn't look um it, it this uh, these shots here they they don't look uh, cliche they don't look dated they don't they don't look worn do you know what i mean that there's a there's a kind of like that that time uh there's a kind of like a, a descending of, of time with respect to visuals sometimes right like when you look at something from like uh 2010 2011 2012 that was cutting edge at the time and you look at it now it's like wow like not again it's not not like bad but just like the the difference that we understand now it's it's very apparent right it's very striking like yeah. that that's not a play here it's it's just not yeah yeah um really a lot of the aesthetics of it still uh feel very contemporary even um mm-hmm. just that 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 neon lighting right that kind of studio lighting mm-hmm. um, a lot of like netflix stuff uh, has has uh, color schemes like this now and then when you see the um, when the bullet shatters, like like you said, it's very uh, unusual, right? Because it looks like gold, right? It, it, yes. Yeah, it doesn't look like burning metal. It's it's like gold, and that I feel like that's sort of been in the uh, that's 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 been part of like people's visual vo- vocabulary in the last couple of years. You 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 see a lot of um, artists like doing transposing like you know gold highlights on top of this sort of lighting um i can't i can't think of any specific example right now but i i feel like league of legends must have done something similar um Mm -hmm. and i can just think of like uh, illustrations i've seen from individual artists with a similar uh aesthetic um yeah it still still feels like super contemporary and then just the photo the photorealism of it aged really well too i think it's about this this marks the time where it's like yeah there's no there's no uncanny valley anymore like you, you can see every pore and it's fine like i'm not creeped out it's mm-hmm. just like no nah, it's just it's just this beautiful woman and then like what's happening right like rather than concentrating on her pores i'm i am feeling like oh that's impressive but like i'm not staring at her pores i'm like what's happening there's a bullet flying at her i'm trying to follow exactly. the story it's it's like mm-hmm. by 2011 the high-end stuff like this it's like okay cg is definitely good enough like this is not mm-hmm. no one's gonna look back on this you know two years five years 10 20 years from now and be like oh that obviously looks terrible now it's like nah this is definitely good enough in perpetuity <laughs> like definitely yeah definitely i, I love the way that um the way that it ties in with the music too. It's kind of funny as well, because typically I kind of don't like this in, in its current iteration. So I'm going to talk about just for a little bit the mm-hmm. uh, 
they they knock there's so many trailers have now with respect to especially in FPS or just in games that incorporate shooting within its mm-hmm. like mechanic set. It's like they have things which uh, they, they they shoot to the music, right? It's yeah, like, like the yeah. they, they do that thing a lot of the time where it's like do 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 do, and it's yeah, like yeah. and you and you shooting kind of like in time with like the percussive hits of the song. Yeah. I think that's very cheesy. I'm not a fan of that really. I, I don't yeah. think it sells what it is you're trying to do. I think it's just kind of a little bit of a. It's not it's not even like showboating per se. It's just like it's something which feels like that that feels cliche to me. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. feel it feels like a very like video gamey trailer yeah. thing to do right like yeah. it's kind of like oh well we got shooting and it's like oh, in time with the music yeah, that's yeah. really cool like yeah. wow like, yeah. yeah i just want to say real quick like we we've been uh working on the trailer for our game uh at did uh, zeka tactics that's the game mm-hmm. making at my studio um and uh yeah we're we're uh we did like a rough pass on it and um uh our trailer director you know um at some point uh someone was like oh you could time it to the music here and he's like no <laughs> he's like i'm yeah, not gonna yeah. do that because he's like yeah. that's that's like film student 101 like you, you you people will get pulled out of the trailer because of it like you got to be yes. more um not just more subtle but just more more thoughtful about it right like it's yes there's times where that I, does work and then to do it just because you're supposed to like it it, it doesn't work right you, you gotta yes. use it carefully yeah absolutely exactly that cool cool i'm glad that, I'm, I'm glad the tra- the trailer director and i uh you know we, we see things through the same eyes there. i'm glad yeah. yeah but um it's it's one of these things which um it's not that it bugs me specifically it's most of the fact that as you mentioned there like, it's just used incorrectly like at times but counter because it's counteract like that a little bit mm-hmm. like they use it like correctly here like not because of it like you know like being uh percussive like with the actual like song itself it's more also the fact that like the shot fires and then, like, the leading of the song is completed, and then it builds up to the firing of the shot, and that's when the music plays. Yeah. And the song is very specifically talking about, like, the firing, like, of bullets. And again, it's, like, it's not just the fact that it's one bullet. It's multiple bullets, and then those bullets are being repeated in, you know, the, the firing, this hail of multiple bullets being shot at the woman. And it's, like, that's why it works together so well. It's, like, it's not only that it's referencing, like, the actual, like, you know, what's happening within the, the plot of this trailer, within the actual story being shown it's it's happening like audibly and it's happening like you know in a, in a very like literal sense but it's not kind of like it's not uh cheesy it's not like hokey it's not it's, like oh we're doing this to kind of destroy you you know like what's happening it's like it's it's relevant and that's why it's cool yeah it, yeah. it, it does that other thing where, where it potentially could be super cheesy right like not just the timing but like the lyrics are super literal yeah in a way, right but but mm-hmm. it works because it's so mm-hmm. focused on this right it's like yeah they are literal and you're you're gonna pay attention you know like absolutely and and they're gonna make it worth your time right it's for sure for sure yeah that's 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 one of the coolest things about this trailer really like it's it's able to posit such interesting visuals in such a short space of time and another cool thing about it as well the one thing that i like is just the fact that they kind of do a a little bit of um of showing off with respect to the actual like practical effects, but not 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 practical effects, the actual like visual effects, but um the smoke and the explosions and the way in which like you know the air is coming off of the guns, like that just looks wonderful. Like even now still, like that's one thing which yeah. I always like really enjoyed. Like the 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 detail and like the attention like paid to that is just really awesome. Because typically you see like when you see something like a gun like being shot like in a game, you'll see like a, like a white stream behind it, or it'll be kind of like one like yellow kind of like stream of like 
like it's almost like energy right it's kind of just like, it's, you see like the muzzle flash and you see like this white or like kind of whitish yellow kind of like tail trail of like the bullet and so like, and it just goes past and then boom it hits its target or whatever but with this like it's not like whitish energy it's like it's like air like in like kind of like the shape of like a spiral kind of like coming out from behind like the like the bullet itself and like that's what that would like you know be like and like not only is it not only is it um kind of like actively you know following the shape of the of the bullet but like it's kind of like distending a bit and like kind of like morphing and changing like behind it and and it's really really kind of like specifically being like accurate to like the 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 trail like of the bullet itself so for example like it's actual like shape it's not just like one straight you know constrained line like it, it, it's behind like a, a spiraling you know object that's moving like in the air so like that level of detail is just crazy to me because you can see like, the individual you know like streams that would be following off the spiral nature of the bullet it's just it's just crazy to think about that someone was like hey yeah we're gonna do that we're gonna animate that like actually like yeah because they didn't have to do that but they did it's just really cool yeah yeah, really, really cool. There's so many beautiful shots in this trailer. I'm just dropping a few in now, but like, for example, the repetition of like around and around and around, and then like just you know you see this this hail of bullets like coming forth, and they're all this like sh- bright, bright, bright and like shiny gold, like you know this this hail of bullets head, heading forwards with the same uh, streams behind them. But again, like all each of them again, they're all different like looking. Each of the streams behind each bullet. We even see in the background. Um, a woman uh, on like uh, a billboard and she looks to have like a metallic arm and it's kind of like maybe like a hint it's like a hinted that like the woman is like the same like model mm. of like mech that like that 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 is uh, in real life so for example uh, this woman here that's being shown on the billboard is actually the woman that's like you know killed people like, right there it's, it's the one that's being shot at. so that's kind of like a little bit of a a little bit of a thing there because they, they do a little bit of a shot and then it goes um what's it called the the, the camera focuses in, in a bit tighter and then boom like you see it there you got it yeah yeah, yeah. Then, and then you see her so that's kind of cool as well that, that they did that yeah and the the woman in in the poster is like she's so 80s looking Yes. Like the, the, the yeah. feathered hair and yeah she yeah the fire vibes are on 100 right now yeah 100 yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. i i like i like the fact that um that each of the different uh police like offices as well not only are they all in like different poses but like the guns that they're utilizing like the way that the light's like hitting like each of them like you act you actively get to see like which ones have like just fired and which ones haven't like it's just really really cool like just in in terms of those like small like little like cuts that they add into like the that they add into this um this trailer itself like it's a very small cut but you see them all firing like at different times as well like, again they didn't have to didn't have to do that but like they're doing it to show that you know like this is a dynamic scene and like they're not just you know going to be like okay we're all going to have them fire like all at once type of a thing like no these are all different you know like flashes and flares that are at different you know levels of you know being shot so that one person's just about to start shooting one person's already just shot one person's bullet is just a bit ahead, ahead of someone else's like and it's consistent like visually it's just yeah having that feedback shown and even having it shown like at points where you kind of don't have to but it fits like well like it's just yeah it's really really well done yeah super well done small things like just again even the um 
even the like scratches on like the metal on like, the barrels of like the guns and like at the tips of them like if you have a look you can see like the scratches and just the small like little like indentation marks and just the scrapes that you know if you have something like that you have to put it on the ground pick it up it might bang into something it might bang into uh, something off the ground it might be dropped it might be thrown it might go into water like all these different things that they would have thought about yeah in terms of the uh, prop design and the uh, the actual uh you know the implementation of these materials onto these meshes is just really really nice to see i really like that yeah they've really um pushed the details you know it's it, it's it's yes. it's fun to pour over because it, it's 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 one of those things where like the more you you look at it the more you you find to appreciate that's why absolutely simple concept and then just executed with a lot of depth so it's very absolutely. rewatchable exactly and that's one of the that's one of the reasons why i believe it was so uh, popular in the first place just the fact that like it's an interesting trailer like premise wise but on top of it like there's just so much to pour over as you said and just seeing the effects of that occur is just amazing yeah really really nice to watch yeah but yeah so that'll be that i think that's all of the uh, trailers for today but yeah i'm really glad that we could do this i'm genuinely hyped i'm, I'm glad that i got to share this, these with you and yeah. it's kind of funny that we picked like horror ones first but next yeah, time we'll yeah. pick less horror ones yeah, I promise yeah, yeah. listeners. but yeah it'll, it'll, it, this was really fun i'm glad that we did this oh uh, yeah it was super fun i can't believe i was like oh, i don't i don't know if we'll be able to talk as much as we normally do and it's like no nope, <laughs> get get deep into it i know we <laughs> as did. always we sure yeah. did. as always yeah. yeah really really fun all right oh man Okay, let's um let's continue this next week. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully we'll get the other dudes on here too. That would be good mm -hmm. to hear from them. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess let's close stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, Adam, it's been super super fun talking with you. Uh, to our listeners out there, thank yeah. you for uh you know spending your time with us. Uh, I I love being able to meet every week with my buddies and just you know shoot the breeze about all this cool stuff I, th th these are things we'd be talking about anyways but it's it's great to actually like you know put put an official stamp on it and put it out there absolutely yeah. we, we just have these conversations on the regular like we really do so it's nice to actually like you said just put the stamp on it but it's always a pleasure to be here i had a really bad time and for anyone else listening as well just like literally what are your favorite trailers you know like what yeah, what do you enjoy know. in these what is it that you have so much fun with you know remembering and talking about what are your favorite uh, video game trailers and if you would like to you know let us know you actually you you actively and actually can we are at our eater podcast online that is also on twitter as well that's uh at a-R-T, E-A-T-E-R, then podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can hit us up on that. Just, you know, drop us a follow if you like anything else that we said. But, yeah, what what are your favorite trailers? Let us know. We'll probably put, a, put out a tweet, like, after this comes out, just asking you guys the same question. But, yeah, what up with that? Let us know. Yeah, and if you uh, want to follow along uh, with the older podcast, just head over to arteater.com. That's A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R.com. And uh, you, you, everything we've ever recorded is is on there. Um, and, you know, let us know. We're also on various platforms like uh, Libsyn, Apple. Um, I think we're on, are we on Spotify? Um, yes, we are indeed. Yeah, okay. We are indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just let us know if we missed anything. If there's any platform you think we should be on, shoot us a message on Twitter. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your host, Richmond. Uh, if you want to follow along with my uh, 
I don't know, exploits or just really <laughs> farting into the wind. Um, on, I'm, I'm always on Twitter all the time. Uh, you can follow me at Richmond Lee. Uh, that's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D underscore L-E. Always happy to talk about art and video games and animation and comics and just fun stuff. Um, and, uh, oh, I'm, I'm making a game right now called Zeka Tactics. Uh, if you're listening, please check that out. You can follow that at uh, ZekaTactics.com. C-E-C-H-A. Uh, tactics t-a-c-t-i-c-s zekatactics.com um, and we're also on twitter at uh, zekatactics like before it's it's a turn-based uh, uh, mecha strategy rpg um, just we're pouring our hearts into it uh, making really cool uh, cel-shaded graphics that hopefully recall the flavor of like your favorite 80s and 90s anime um, and the gameplay is going to be awesome and the story is going to be awesome and uh, yeah please look forward to that and gosh um, thanks for listening and adam please please let everyone know how to follow you and just what if what are you up to what have you been up to well thanks man but first of all i'm not going to let you say that you fought into the wind listen everybody <laughs> richmond's an incredibly smart person <laughs> he has a lot of really intriguing things to say and his threads are amazing so definitely go check those out because right. he's always 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 given the best deep dives into all different areas of entertainment so not just farts in the wind also important information that you need in your brain so there <laughs> okay, you go thank that's, you, that, that's, that's true true facts true facts but who, what, what am i who am i so listeners check me out it's uh, adam it's a pleasure to be here once again as always but it's your favorite uh, game, level designer, pixel artist, and international taekwondo fire. It's literally always great to be back with the crew, even just two of us here. We're running the ghost ship, but it's fine. We're having a good time out here. Uh, I go by AJ on Twitter. You can find me over there at AJ Mattis. That's A-J-M-A-T-T-I-S. A-J-M-A-T-T-I-S. I love to share. And we tweet all kinds of cool art that I see in creative projects as well. If anyone wants or needs any pixel art related help or work and anything else like that, just pop me a message, drop me a message. I'm always active at the moment. So I'm active at the moment, but I'm always open to being talked to. So yeah, just hit me up online there and I'd be more than happy to give anyone feedback or help or just a general hi. That's always cool too. People start doing that, so that's really cool, and I'm very happy about that too. But yeah, if you liked anything that I had to say, drop me a follow so you can hear some more. But yeah, that was a great episode. I'm glad we took we could talk about trailers. And yeah, everybody take care, stay safe. We'll see you next time. And yeah, get your trailer hats on because we're going to dive back in for part two next week. So bye, guys. Take care. See you all later. The lovely folks out there. Have a good time. Peace out.